Since 1995, Alabama's sports talk leader, Tiger Communications, proudly presents Sports Call. It's time to join our Sports Call crew as they discuss the latest headlines and happenings around Auburn and the entire sports world. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. We're taking phone calls all show long and want to talk about whatever you've got on your mind. And now, coming to you live from the loveliest village on the plains, Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Sports Call. Good afternoon, Auburn. Welcome into Sports Call here today on this Tuesday. Coming to you live from our studios here on South College Streets. My name is JJ Jackson on the program with me today. I've got Brant Daughtry, Brooks Childress, Ryan LaVoy set to join us here in just a little bit. And we have got an action-packed show for you here on Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. Earlier today, we saw Auburn women's basketball pick up their 10th win of the season. A 77-49 defeat of North Florida from inside Neville Arena. They are done with non-conference competition. Nine days off before opening up SEC play at Ole Miss. So kudos to the women's basketball team for picking up a win there. Uh, Last night, Monday Night Football, we saw the Packers with a victory over the Rams. We're getting one day closer to Auburn men's basketball taking on the Washington Huskies in Seattle. And we are now one day shy of National Signing Day as Auburn picked up a commitment from uh, another quarterback Hank Brown joins this 2023 class and we'll talk all about the class that Hugh Freeze is putting together throughout today's show again if you want to be a part of the program 334-887-3401 or toll free at one 9 tiger 9 JJ Jackson on sports call today with Brooks Childress Brant Daughtry and Ryan LaVoy Brooks how are you how was your weekend I am doing great weekend was great fun filled uh, football all weekend long uh, had a lot of bowl games happen Saturday, so I was really enjoyed watching that. Didn't uh, as a fan of SEC football, didn't enjoy seeing what product Florida put out there in that uh, in the Las Vegas Bowl. But uh, yeah, so the SEC will at zero and one in bowl games to start things off, and not not great opening look for the conference. But you know they they got a lot of opt outs, a lot of transfers out of that Florida Gators team. So hopefully they can get that get the boat rolling down there and uh, be be a force in the SEC East soon. Uh, sat Sunday NFL football. Ball. Not the greatest for uh, my team, the New England Patriots. Uh, <laughs> just, you know, still baffled at what happened there on the last play. I, I sat there on my couch for a good 10 minutes, just mouth wide open, staring at the, the screen where the play had just happened. They'd already cut Tough away. Tough way to, like, to end it for your Patriots, yeah, buddy. Like, they'd already cut away to like 60 minutes or something. I'm watching, <laughs> you know, uh, whoever the 60 minutes hosts are there. And I was just like, what in the world just happened? So, yeah, rough, rough one there. And then last night, uh, me and my fiance Grace and uh, my brother and his girlfriend went to the Atlanta Hawks game together. Uh, went up there, bought tickets a couple months ago because wanted to see uh, Chumo Kiki for the Orlando Magic. As many remember, former Auburn Tiger, but he's been out the last few weeks. And then it get, uh, got a got a push notification today that he went through arthroscopic surgery on the on his knee, so he's out for another month uh, with the Magic. Boy, oh boy! But did get to see a lot of uh, great talent on the court. Got to see the uh, Paolo Bancaro from Duke. 
um did i to for you just for your sake jj i did yell some something uh not great at him yeah um during the game um aj griffin from duke also had yeah. a good night for the hawks there was this i was telling the wagner brothers both started yeah. for the magic i mean you had a good game i was going to say the the two um or i was telling ryan this earlier off air that this was probably the first nba game i've gone to and this is how far my my basketball fandom has come that the 10 starters on the court i knew i could vividly remember watching nine of them before that night very good the only one that i could not remember was franz wagner at michigan i i remember mo wagner playing at michigan i could not remember franz wagner at michigan only there for one year um but yeah everybody else was either i knew from the nba like uh bogdanovich or i watched them in college and so it was it was fun to be able to finally get to a point where i'm you know sitting there in a basketball game and I'm like i know every single one of you guys and that it was just fun to want be able to watch those guys but yeah fun if you if you haven't been to a hawks game very very entertaining they've done a really good job with that arena up there what do you think of this recruiting momentum for auburn football on that yeah uh i, I think the auburn's got a, a big uh wave going on right now they're moving up toward uh top 25 class rankings uh big day tomorrow for national signing day obviously uh there's been a couple uh quarterbacks that you know going into the weekend it looked like auburn was in the driver's seat for or could be you know very close to beginning and then things have changed over the over the weekend and now you're you know trying to look around for another maybe you'll get another quarterback in i know they offered a, a 2023 high school quarterback uh very recently that was previously committed to liberty um, but yeah, I, I like where Hugh Freeze and the staff is seems to be putting together a pretty decent class here going into uh, the first signing day tomorrow. Daughtry, comma Brent, how are you today, man? Hello, man. I'm doing pretty good. Uh, yeah, recruiting momentum. It's fun to see. You know, we haven't had that in a little while. And I, uh, amen. While, while it's not uh, exactly a, a top tier class yet, it is a class. You know, you, you're getting, you're going to get players in. And yeah, Hank Brown, the quarterback who was committed to Liberty, committed to Auburn today. Uh, is going to sign with uh, Auburn with his the head coach he was going to go play for at Liberty. So uh, a big deal uh, there as far as getting quarterbacks in the room. because From Lipscomb Academy in yep. Nashville. Yep. Played for Trenton Dilfer. So he's been around a quarterback guru already he uh, with the Super Bowl winning quarterback who's now set to be the UAB head football coach. But big commit for Auburn, Hank Brown, a quarterback. It is, absolutely. And uh, my weekend, I, look. Tell me about it. The bowl season is awesome. I love it. I'll always love it. I love the NFL. I'll watch it whenever it's on. That World Cup final is probably the singular greatest sporting event I have ever seen. It was great, man. That was an insane final. And I, I've been a Messi fan for a, for a while. And uh, Likewise. See, seeing him win the World Cup, like, like the only trophy he doesn't have is a, a World Cup trophy, and he finally won it. Uh, and it was pretty cool to see. And you, you could see the emotion. You could see that... Every you've got an entire country yeah. on your side. That doesn't happen very often, and it felt like most of the world was rooting for uh, for Argentina in that moment, and they pulled it out. And man, I, I, I Lionel Messi's the best to ever do it. Uh, that that's pretty much indisputable at this point. Uh, the guy who he beat in this tournament is probably going to challenge for that throne over the next couple of years. Kylian Mbappe is different, man. He is insane. Yeah, Let's uh, do a so little spoiler watch. alert here as well, because each and every day on the program, we have birthdays in sports. Today is Kylian Mbappe's birthday. Yeah, He's, he's turning, turning just 24. 24. <laughs> and uh, I know he, he already won a World Cup in 2018 with France. Wanted yep. another one this year. It just was not meant to be. So let's go to Brooks. Um, what did you think of that World Cup final, buddy? Because we talked about it a lot on yesterday's show. We put out our best and worst of the weekend uh, with some of the celebrations on social media. An Argentinian player 
uh, dove into a trash can in he the did. locker room. He did. Which, you know, did, I truthfully, I didn't see that celebration coming. You know, that's not one that I've seen before. Look, man, when I you're did. happy enough, you stop <laughs> you thinking straight and you're anything. just like, hey, man, this looks kind of fun. <laughs> he dove into a trash it. can. Uh, but yeah, Brooks, the World Cup final, man. Yeah, it was really, really fun. Um, you, you thought when uh, Argentina got up, what, 2-0? Yeah, 2-0 uh, in the 80th France, minute. And you were like, all right, this is, you know, Argentina is going to cruise into this. This is, you know, uh, it wasn't the best, you know, the performance that we thought we were going to get from the French who were the defending World Cup champions. And you you saw, you know, you're like, oh, well, you know, good for Messi. He's going to get this World Cup. It's going to be easy. And then Mbappe kind of put the team on his back. It was like, no, you're, we're not going to go out he that easily. He scored two goals in three minutes. And so he, it was insane went to extra time you thought oh this is you know argentina scores again you thought this is it this yeah. you know the uh, you know momentum's on their side you you break them down and then happens again france comes back ties it back up and then you go to penalty kicks and you know it's it's one of the more one of the most insane kick in, saves i've ever seen in the, like the 118th of 120 minutes but it's the, to keep argentina in it pk's is one of the most stressful ways to settle oh, a soccer awesome. match and so it's also cool. you, and you think about it on the ba- base level it's it's you know you there's a lot of debate on whether they that's how it sh- you know soccer matches should end because soccer is a team sport yeah. and then you're immediately taking the team out of it and saying it's you versus the goalkeeper hit your shot and so it, it very becomes very individual at we the had very a long end. argument about that on yesterday's show funny enough that you're bringing that up I, I say a so lot it of, continues here a lot, today. Of, a lot of people have mixed feelings I like it I like the drama because you know in, in hockey no one cares about the hockey shootout uh it goes you know hockey in the regular season you go to overtime and then if you don't have a winner you go to extra time or you go to you go to a shootout i'm fine with it i think it's a great way to to cap it off it's stress building it's it was so fun yeah and we have to wait four more years but in four years it's here we, we like US that. It'll be we on like US that soil, yep. for sure. All right, we've got to take a timeout here on Sports Call today. On the other side of this break, we'll get to your phone calls. We'll continue to talk about more of the big headlines and stories in the wide world of sports. The Abbey Award-winning sports talk show. We are Sports Call Auburn, WTGZ, Tiger 95.9 FM. Want to join our conversation? Tweet us your thoughts on Twitter at SportsCallAU. I'm Corey Grant, former Auburn football and NFL running back, and you are listening to Sports Call on Tiger the sports call on tiger 95.9 fm and on the tiger communications app jj jackson inside the studio with brooks childress brant daughtry ryan lavoy hanging out here on a tuesday december what 20th 2022 five days shy of christmas wow wow ladies and gentlemen it is here the holiday season that's for sure uh, if you want to be a part of the program we're taking your phone calls 334 334- 887-3401 or toll free at one triple eight nine tiger nine uh sir ryan i would love to hear from you how are you doing how was your weekend 
Uh, well, apparently when I went to Florida, I got knighted uh, or became a sir, so that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm doing pretty well. Uh, it was a good weekend. Uh, enjoyed a, another weekend in Tampa. Uh, and unfortunately, Auburn did not enjoy a weekend far from home in Los Angeles. But I'm excited to uh, really see these um, recruiting classes come together over the next few days. A lot has been happening for Hugh Freeze and company. A lot has needed to happen with how far behind uh, Auburn was in recruiting. They're getting transfer portal guys. They're getting high school guys. Uh, so many kids committing right now. Of course, early signing day tomorrow. We'll have a lot on that. And so looking forward to all these new faces with Auburn. Some will never make an impact, and some will become key contributors for years to come. And yeah. you just never know at the time but excited to so true, go man. through all that and uh, continue talking everything else in the sports world 334-887-3401 or toll free at one 888 9 as all of our sports call callers and guests join us on the Auburn Bank phone line Auburn Bank has been your hometown bank for over 110 years you can visit them online at auburnbank.com for more information your partner your neighbor your friend member FDIC equal housing lender to the phone lines we go the first caller due up on today's show we've got our good pal Ed from Auburn Ed has called into sports call hi Ed Hey JJ, uh, first off, I wanted to say a, a, a very, you know, heartfelt and very sincere Merry Christmas to you and the entire staff there. Thank you, you sir. Know. Yeah, same to you and your family. Merry Christmas, yeah. indeed. Yeah. Well, my family's pretty much a little pug right here with me right now, but <laughs> but that, but, uh, but anyway, thank you. But I, I was going to say, like like uh, y'all were alluding to, I think, I mean. I think that Hugh Freeze has done a fantastic job for what, you know, from where he started. And, I, I, I you know, I think Arson was afraid. I think even, uh, uh, you know, to a certain just Malzahn was a little afraid about trying to get guys to flip, but Hugh Freeze doesn't have any problem with it. Not scared at all, yeah. Yeah, and of course, the the one who said you could never do that after a kid commits, uh, Nick Saban has no problem with doing it. So uh, I'm glad to see what they're doing. Uh, you know, I think they're going to do pretty pretty well. I I, I like who they're getting. Uh, you know, it, it's not going to get fixed overnight. We know that. But I was going to tell you something else. I'm I'm so happy for the Auburn women's uh, basketball team, and I'm I'm going to tell you those girls are playing their heart out. Amen. I got to be on the broadcast for the game a little bit earlier today, seeing them in person, and their defensive intensity is so impressive. Uh, and outside shot making, they've got the season ten and two right now, and I'm really excited to see them play some SEC games here coming up in the new year. Yeah, and I, I agree with you. And, you know, I, I don't mean this as a joke, but I think Bruce Pearl, I think he could take his team to watch them girls play and learn a little bit because they, they shoot the three better percentage-wise. And, yeah, I know it's a different – I guess it's, it's, it, it's still a different ball. Yes, it's smaller. It is a, uh, a smaller yeah. basketball. Yeah, but, you know, I, I, you know I'm not – comparing men to women right. I'm just saying I love how they play and uh, I, I, I think Bruce Pearl uh, you, you know how I love him I, I think he'll, no doubt 
everything will be it, everything will be all right. You know, uh, every once in a while you get a five star who who's not a Jafari Smith. You know, and and so it may take him a year or two. You know what? The, that should I mean that should be the norm rather than the exception. I think it, you know. But anyway, guys, and as far as this crazy stuff on the portal, I I, I really do think uh, with a new commissioner, you know, coming in, you know, the head of NCAA, the governor out of Massachusetts, I, you know, I really think we've got to look at trying to, we've got to get some kind of uh, method to the madness. You Calm know? it down a little bit for sure. Yeah, and I don't see, J.J., this is just me, but I don't see, you know, uh, one, a two-year contract is to, uh, you know, just a two, just two years, and then you can transfer. But this jumping every year and this and that, it's not fair to the coaches. Right. It's not, you, know, you know what I mean. I it's do. Just, and, and it's not sustainable. It's just chaos right now, and I know it's, uh, you know, bless their heart, uh, all of the coaches, you know. Uh, but anyway, Merry Christmas, guys, and y'all take care. Thanks, Ed. Merry Christmas to you as well. That's uh, Ed from Auburn joining us there on the program. 334-887-3401 or toll-free at one triple eight nine tiger 9 if you would like to call in and be a part of our show here today. Uh, speaking of the transfer portal in particular, fellas, uh, quarterback news, of course, saw Devin Leary from NC State here over the weekend it appears as though he has committed to play football at Kentucky so he will not be playing quarterback for the Auburn Tigers Auburn did however land a commitment from Elijah McAllister a defensive end uh, coming over from Vanderbilt so Auburn not only doing great work with the high school recruits they are in fact targeting guys in the transfer portal and they've had some success so far uh, Rivaldo Fairweather the tight end from FIU was another guy that we had mentioned on yesterday's program as well awesome name and now he's uh, going to be wearing the Auburn Tigers jersey yeah two excuse me two of the guys that we highlighted on the at the end of the shows last week about transferring or excuse me about having visits in um to Auburn on Saturday and you know obviously I think people I, I think for Auburn really the first uh, unfortunate break or the first thing that didn't go right for them was the Devin Leary news and just the news that Grayson McCall might not have uh, his academic stuff transfer over and therefore kind of taking Auburn out of that one as well. So that's really kind of the first misstep or first thing just not to go perfectly for Auburn. But, I mean, you look at what they're doing. We talked about they just have to get so many numbers in here. And uh, I know that McAllister of Vanderbilt was not an incredibly productive player uh, while at Vandy. But again, you're going to have to have a lot of guys fill a lot of roles, and some of those roles are, are simply second team roles. And I'm not, I'm not going to go ahead and start projecting depth charts here. But you know, McAllister is your backup outside linebacker or backup somewhere around the line of scrimmage. You know, that's a guy that's played in the SEC multiple years uh, compared to trying to develop a, a three star or, or you know sure. last minute commit. Uh, to be a backup, I mean, that's a very fair backup player right there. And then Fairweather is a kid that uh, out of Florida National that was catching some eyes for real. And uh, he, he's going to have a chance to, act, to contribute for sure. And, and so, you know, Auburn is, is doing a good job here 
of getting some quality guys, uh, but getting the numbers that they need. And, you know, they're knocking on the border of the top 25 now when it comes to the 247 composite. And by the way, that's still with 16 commits. I'm looking at it right now, and we're talking about the quality staying the same or getting a little bit better here. They are one spot behind Iowa, but Iowa's got six more commits. They're two spots by North Carolina. Carolina's got three more commits. Baylor's 23rd. They've got six more commits. Texas Tech is 22nd. They've got 10 more commits than Auburn does. Utah's 21st. They got four more. Arkansas's got four more. Michigan's got five more. I got to go up to 18th in Florida State, who's got 15 commits, to find another team with as few commits Auburn has. So, even though Auburn has not gotten that big home run five-star guy that everyone's looking for, maybe not that big transfer quarterback yet that Auburn's looking for, uh, they're they're getting depth, but there's also some quality to this, quality that a lot of these other teams well, would be better than, even some of these SEC counterparts that are around this recruiting ranking as well. So, uh, again, Auburn doing a really good job in a short amount of time. They only had a few weeks to do this, obviously. Uh, but these flips have been very important because there was not a lot of guys. I mean, if you're putting two and two together and you're looking Let's at all these it. kids that Auburn has gotten committed in the last couple of weeks, especially the high school kids, a lot of these kids are flips. So what does that mean? Auburn has still yet to get guys that were uncommitted that Brian Harson's staff was in the lead for or was talking to intently. You know why? Because most of the kids were either already committed or they weren't interested. Right. <laughs> and so Auburn is making a lot of hay with guys that already decided that Brian Harson and company was not the situation for him. And, and so it's been very impressive to do that in such a short amount of time and flip all these guys. Brent, what would you like to add? Yeah, I, I'm with Ryan. I, I don't think that you have just any game breakers in any real positions. I'm in love with Rivaldo Fairweather. I think that guy's got a chance to be really, really good. He's been super productive as like a, a hybrid, big, wide receiver type guy. And when uh, when he committed, the, uh, Ben Agamawa, I believe is how you say his name, uh, he tweeted out a photo or a, a GIF, GIF, whatever you want to call it, of Evan Ingram, uh, who was uh, a very productive player that. for uh, Hugh Freeze at Ole Miss. And is now with the Giants. Is he still with the Giants? He's with the Jacksonville. Jags. Jags. Yep. Okay. No, because he's on my fantasy team. <laughs> All right. Is he doing well? I uh, just had got him this last past week. All right. Fair <gasps> enough. Uh, but yeah, I, I think the rest of these guys, Elijah McAllister, I'm not as in love with. But like Ryan said, you've got you've got to get bodies. You've got to get bodies that can contribute. And I think a guy who's had three years of SEC experience is a, a good enough body. You know. Uh, but for the rest of that. You know, this class is far from filled out, and I think Ed said in his phone call, this is not going to get fixed in one year, uh, but this is a solid start. Let's go ahead and we'll take our next commercial break here on the program today and continue to take more of your phone calls. You're listening to Sports Call on WTGZ, Tiger 95.9 FM. Looking for another way to listen to our show? Be sure to download the Tiger Communications app and listen to Sports Call wherever you go. This is former Auburn football player Danny Skutak, and you are listening to the Abbey Award-winning Sports Call Auburn.
Welcome back into the program. Sports Call Tiger 95.9 FM. Sports Call Podcast is brought to you by Coca-Cola. If you ever miss Sports Call Live or if you want to hear something again, make sure you go back and listen to our show on demand wherever you get your podcasts and join Ice Cold Coca-Cola to go along with the hottest sports talk, Coca-Cola, Taste the Feeling. Speaking of the ice cold, it's uh, it's winter. It is chilly outside. It's about to be really cold. <laughs> Christmas is here, and um, it's going to be cold. Yeah. Tiger Communications meteorologist Ryan LaVoy. <laughs> yeah. Um, Bonus weather so update. So, essentially, you want 30 seconds of this? Fine, I'll give you 30 <laughs> seconds of this. Uh, People on the podcast don't get to hear this during the break, so true. yeah, give it to yeah. us, man. Uh, the weekend um, is going to be bitterly cold. The raw numbers will be high teens for lows, mid-teens for lows, and then the high temperature will be in the 20s a couple days and low 30s, maybe on Sunday. But the wind chill, especially in the front end of this, is going to be tremendously tough because we're going to have winds around 20 to 30 miles per hour on Friday as that Arctic front blows all the way in. And so the wind chill is going to be 7, 8 degrees. Um, and, of course, that's the feels-like temperature for those that don't know what wind chill is. That's the cold version of uh you know what a heat index would be so um it's going to be very very cold i mean 20 degrees 25 degrees really below average and i saw something uh, that's not related to auburn necessarily but i saw something where colorado um, is going to have wind chills of negative 50 degrees negative five zero that's right if it felt like 50 that would be 100 degrees warmer than what it is going to be in uh in, or what it's going to feel like it's going to be it's just insane in uh, colorado and parts I, of colorado i would rather die <laughs> well, i would rather not like, be alive yeah. that's like cold where you walk out and it hurts yeah like, yeah that's, oh that's yeah like you yeah. walk outside and it, it uh, what painful did, did now I would love for someone, because I don't think I've ever experienced anything lower than 20s, I would love for someone that's experienced below zero, like, can do you need, like, three scarves? Do you need, like, how yeah, how like much more you need a heater. of what at, we do? At that point, I feel like you just, you need, like, specialized equipment. Yeah. Like, you <laughs> need, you, like, what we have down here is not good enough. Because it's just, like... You can pile on six sweatshirts, and your core is going to probably be okay. Uh, you might look like you weigh a hundred extra pounds, but I mean, you could probably put on enough layers. But there's only certain stuff for your hands, uh, your uh, your ears, um, face, obviously. Yeah. You know, I mean, what are you doing for your face? You're just putting on like five like you know hockey masks like i would say indoors first and foremost well, yeah you but know that, sometimes that you gotta get but out sometimes you get reason. out and i'm gonna set brant up for this All and, right. and this is courtesy of field yates i want to go through sundays or saturdays nfl games again oh. christmas eve on saturday no field yates put together the feels like temperature and this is torture yeah, so we're going to start with the warmest temperature of these, uh, what is it, six? Yeah, six games. The warmest it's going to be, Falcons are going to be visiting the Ravens. That's the warmest? That, that will be the warmest. In Baltimore. In Baltimore, oh, it, will fe- no. it will feel like it is seven degrees. Ew. Seven. At least we're in the po- The positive is we're yeah. in the positive. <laughs> What's interesting, Texans at Titans. 
So the Tennessee Titans, Nashville, Tennessee, it will feel like five degrees. Nice. Raiders at Steelers in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, it will feel like negative four. Uh, We're into the who, negatives who now. Who is that? The Raiders at the Steelers? The Raiders at the Steelers. These are all Vegas at Pittsburgh. Dome teams going on the road to these places, too. Yeah, very yeah. nice. So it's like I get to play normally at a 75 degree dome, no That's matter true. what time the of Texas year it is. Texans and Falcons, and now they're like, hey, here's, yeah. some, here's some cold weather. Uh, now, the Seahawks, who are an outdoor, outdoor team and play in probably the worst weather of all time, uh, visit Kansas City to play the Chiefs. It will be negative six. Yes. Negative six. Don't like that. Two more. Uh, we've got the Saints visiting the Browns. It will be negative nine. Jeez. And then finally, your coldest game of the weekend, the Buffalo Bills, who are used to the cold, will visit the Chicago Bears and play in negative 11. Whew. Uh, that's awful. That is get a awful. jacket. See, once again, I would rather die than watch a football game in negative degrees. My favorite team plays in one of the warmest climates in the U.S. So I don't think that would ever happen. But I don't know if I could go to the game if it was that cold. I don't know if I could do it. You, again, you'd I, we'd have to talk to people yeah. <laughs> that know how to dress warm. Yeah. Because if it's negative, I don't think I could do that for three hours. No, I just can't. The one thing I'll say, you know, with all of the negative 11 is insane, but you've got to start with your feet first. Have got to take care of your, because, I mean, boy. You might have to wear a larger sh- shoe so have you can fit the layers of socks. got to take care of your feet you first. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the answer to this, is you've got to layer up the socks. Got to take gotta care You've got to wear wool. You cannot wear cotton. You've got to wear wool. Yeah, I'm just say the the Patriots play on Saturday too. They play at the Bengals. Cincinnati. The, well, they might be like 12 degrees, Brooks. We don't care about. <laughs> we don't that. care about that. <laughs> we don't care Suck about. They've hit, they've about hit normal whole, ice cold. Whole double digits. It's not tough man weather. Uh, Saturday, the at least the I don't know what the feels like weather is going to be, but Saturday Cincinnati weather says high of 15, low of two. Oh, I don't. But know. I don't yeah, know what's going to be negative wind like. chill too. Then when it's getting in the single digits. 334-887-3401 or toll free at one triple eight nine tiger 9 to the phone lines. Ward Damn Steve. Retired Ward Damn Steve now joins us here on the show. How are you, Steve? Well, I was feeling okay until I heard you guys with all this weather predictions. Now I'm feeling really kind of, kind of chilly. What's the coldest you've been before, Steve? The coldest I've been was like around 12 or 13 degrees. Jeez, I bet that was miserable. Yeah, hey, I wasn't too much fun. I'm looking at our forecast <laughs> down here. Uh, around next to the woods of Brook Childress. And uh, coming this weekend, actually starts Thursday night, uh, low of 27, then Friday evening, low of 20, uh, Saturday evening, 22, and Christmas Day and Christmas evening, low of 27. Uh, high of 35 uh, here on Friday and 38 on Saturday and 41 on Sunday. So it's getting steamy. And then we go up to 70 uh, the following week. But uh, yeah, minus 50 degrees. Is that correct what I heard, Ryan? Yeah, in parts of Colorado, parts of Colorado, I think Denver's gonna be like negative thirty, but then uh, and wind chill that is, and then there's gonna be other parts of the state that are uh, up to negative fifty wind chill. Is that for the weekend, or when is that supposed to happen? Uh, I believe it's Friday. I can double check because I know uh, they're obviously a little further north, so it would blow in a little quicker. So Thursday or Friday, I mean, it's uh, it's coming up in the next couple of days. Wow, because I have a friend of mine who lives in Denver, and I, I, I couldn't do it. Uh, and what about these people? I've, I've seen bad weather in the NFL games, you know, uh, snow. We couldn't even see the yard markers. Uh, but 
the fans. Uh, I mean, do you think there'll be fans at these places where it's minus 11 degrees? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're still going to be there. Uh, I think that uh, everyone will have to be, uh, be cuddling, and um, you're going to have like four or five layers on and uh, just all kinds of things to stay Smoking warm. Some weed so they don't feel anything? <laughs> I don't know about that, uh, but uh, I, I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure they're still going to show up to these places, but uh, it's going to be rather uncomfortable. Yeah. All right. So moving on real quickly, guys, uh, we got uh, two uh, commitments today. Uh, the uh, guy from uh, Elijah, I believe, uh, from uh, Vanderbilt, seems to be a smart, pretty smart guy. He's apparently going to be going for a doctorate. Did you know that? I did not know that. But yeah, I know that from two forty seven sports. I know that play, people that go to Vanderbilt, though, uh, there is a certain academic standard even for for football guys that you have to uphold there. Right, and then I see that we're going for a possible uh, quarterback of two thousand twenty four, according uh, to two forty seven sports, by the name of uh, uh, Walker Walker White. Yeah. Uh, I know if you've seen that uh, person by Christian Clemente, he's mentioning him, and he's a four-star prospect. Uh, but right now, he's apparently um, Chris Ball say 100 percent Ole Miss, and someone was saying, "Well, uh, looks like Freeze is uh, trying to uh, maybe uh, take a message or, or give a message to Elaine uh, Kiffin." Uh, but I don't know if you knew about this guy, Walker White, four-star quarterback from Little Rock, Arkansas. Saw that Auburn had offered him earlier today. Uh, I don't know much about him other than that he's a four-star. But, uh, look, Hugh Freeze is going out there and he's offering guys that he thinks are going to be good players. He's not intimidated by, you know, crystal ball projections or anything. So, uh, apparently a pretty good player. Uh, if he commits to Auburn, I'll definitely learn more about him. All right, so this is what I want to ask you guys tomorrow. Tomorrow's signing day. There are two, two big, two big gets that you know who I'm talking about. Do you guys see any plausible reason that we should get either one or either of them? The right now they're both projected to go to Alabama. I think that's where they'll end up. But uh, talking, of course, about James Smith and Quay Russo out of Carver. Right. Um, I look. I have no idea. People have flipped on signing day before, but right now the tea leaves are all saying are all saying they go to Alabama and uh, they apparently want to play together in college. So I expect them to both go to the same place wherever that is. Well, Smith, I read from his last comments over the visit, he actually came over the weekend. I mean, maybe you read his comments. He said that he has had a, uh, some really uh, a strong reconsiderations uh, about his thinking and his commitments. And people have been trying to guess what that, what that means. I don't know if you still read his comments about that. I haven't. And, look, I'm not going to read too deeply into the, the thoughts of kids who are seniors in high school, you know. This is a big decision for them, and I'm going to let them make it. And if they come to Auburn, then that's awesome. Uh, but if they don't, then, you know, Auburn's fine without them. And, you know, I would love to get them. But, uh, you know, I'm not going to think too hard about it. Yeah, I, I'd be pleasantly surprised if one, one of them even uh, came to us. And then, that's no guarantee. We've had people commit to us, and then at the last minute, you know, with the Auburn tattoo in their arm, uh, go to who, you know. Go the other yeah. side, right? Decommitments are very common. Uh, flips yeah. are very common, both for and against Auburn and every other school in college football. All right, moving on, guys. Uh, tomorrow night, uh, apparently uh, I can't get the uh, Pac-12 network, and they're the only ones that are going to be showing the game. Uh, any other 
uh, possibility of uh, video, or is that going to be in the Pac-12 network? It is exclusively on the Pac-12 network. I don't get it either, so I'm going to be listening on the radio. The radio right. coverage for you, Auburn Sports Network, FM Talk 93.9 on the Tiger Communications app. We did see a, a tip on Twitter from Josh Dubb a little bit earlier today. The easiest way for Auburn fans to access the Pac-12 network would be to get Fubo TV, a one-week free trial, uh, and you would be able to access the game on the Pac-12 network. For me, that seems like too much of a hassle and a lot of work put in that I don't want to. Uh, and I already like Brad Law and, uh, of course, Andy Burcham enough. I think I'll just listen to the radio feed. But yeah, Fubo TV for those interested in the easiest way to access the Pac-12 network. Okay, well, that's helpful. I've got uh, Apple TV uh, device. I'll just download it. There you go. Install it. And watch it. You said seven day free trial. That's right. And then you just can't make sure you put set a reminder to cancel it, and then you're off and running, Steve. Okay. Hey, thanks for the uh, the heads up and education about yes, that. Yes, sir. Okay, uh, guys. Uh, is Washington any better or worse than USC? By most metrics, they are a little bit worse than USC. Okay, so that means we should win this game, right? Hopefully, would hope so. I mean, if we we can't match twenty three turnovers again, right? It depends. Again, on one would hope. Yeah, Wendell Green plays. We don't know. That's you know, if we knew, uh, I'd be I'd put money on the game, but I don't know, so I'm not. Yeah. Um, what about uh, Mr. Wendell Green? Have you heard the updates about will he be played? Is he needing to get some rest or what? I have not heard any updates. I'm just as curious as you are, Steve. I know that uh, with them being so far away, it's uh, not as frequent updates coming our way with this Auburn basketball team. I know that uh, there, there are videos and pictures on social media that the team is enjoying a couple of snowball fights that they're able to have there in Seattle currently. But uh, in regards to injury updates, I'm not aware of them. And Chance Western, guys, what's the story on him? I mean, is, tell me he's not going to be a bust. I think it's the same story as, as Trey Donaldson. I think we saw Donaldson uh, get benched for some time, and then since he's been inserted back in the rotation, he's played much better, had his best game as an Auburn Tiger on Sunday against USC, and uh, they made Westry a point guard when he's not. He, he naturally does not have the basketball in his hands in a facilitator role, so they've taken him kind of out of the rotation for a moment, but I think he's going to be a heck of a player for the Tigers. I think like Jason Caldwell alluded to yesterday with Yoan Treor, kind of Comparing his level of talent and development to somebody like Chuma Okiki is really important to think about the successes that Auburn has had and guys that have so much talent just taking a little bit more time to develop. Freshman Chuma was not the same Chuma Okiki that you saw as a sophomore. That's a good good point. Um, what what's the story with KD guys? Why is he? I mean, he looked like to me he was kind of lost uh, throughout the game. Uh, the other night, uh, he seemed not very confident. Uh, he'd make these fake pumps and then and give enough time for the defense to get around him. Usually, he would get the ball in the pass and he wouldn't hesitate to just yeah. throw it. Bruce now, Pearl often jokes about, uh, you know, he wishes there was someone who could truly understand KD Johnson's world. Right, like you hear that phrase all the time, like it's so-and-so's world and we're just living in it. Sometimes the personality and life of Katie Johnson can be uh, just like that and very similar. So, uh, yeah, he did have some questionable shot decisions in the game against USC, and, and hopefully he will continue to be aggressive for this Auburn basketball team because, quite frankly, he's one of their most, uh, you know, prolific scores with the ability to get them not always efficient at times but in terms of putting the ball in the bucket he does it better than most on the team yeah i've used to seeing him just 
you know, go to the rim and, you know, no matter what, who's there, you know, and you know, go ahead and foul me. Yes, sir. I've been doing that as much. Okay. Uh, well, I, I thank you for the uh, uh, the uh, TV uh, thing to watch the game tomorrow Yes, night. sir. Fubo uh, TV. Fubo TV. Fubo. F-U-B-O? Correct. F-U-B-O okay. for those interested. So real quickly, guys, I came across this article from The Spun a few days ago, and I wanted to see if you guys knew what this was about. And it's entitled by Andrew Holleran, Legendary college football star is warning the NCAA when I caught my eye. And okay. this is what was said. It was said by Reggie Bush. And he says the legendary USC Trojans football star had a warning for the NCAA on social media. Here's what he said. Quote, NCAA paid $8 million quietly behind closed doors trying to clean up their mistakes. I understand why you signed that non-disclosure agreement, Mark Emmert. But I would like you to know your secret is not safe. After all these years, they are still scared of number five. End of quote. Guys, uh, what's he alluding to? I'd say something back with you know the, the, his Heisman Trophy being stripped away, uh, the, the kind of controversy that was there with uh, Reggie Bush when he was a student athlete at USC, sort of uh, pay-for-play theories in regards to uh, his production at Southern California, but uh, I'm not sure the specifics there. That is, I hadn't seen that headline yet, um, and uh, obviously Reggie Bush wants his Heisman Trophy back. I mean, that's a strong, uh, strong word, strong allegation, right? Accusing NCAA of paying eight million dollars, right? Uh, to quietly, I have no idea what that's alluding to. Yeah, I mean, you would think somebody like Mark Emmert, NCAA, would uh, go after him legally, wouldn't they? Right, you would think. Wow. So uh, I just didn't know if you guys uh, knew what he. I wish I had a better idea, but yeah, I'm not quite sure. Okay, so guys, uh, I see we're ranked number twenty nine. Uh, nothing to be, I guess, you know, bragging about, but uh, that's a far cry from being, I think, fifty fourth. Oh, most recent. 100%. Going in the right direction and again signing day tomorrow with several players uh, scheduling announcements to be made. Auburn should be in good position with a couple of them and so I think Auburn's going to continue to climb in those rankings. Of course we have official notes that Zach Etheridge is staying home as he said it. Going to be retained. I yep. Seen, I have not seen. I know you guys are close. No official announcement about my man T. Reed, what's the story? He's back. He's back. He posted a, a, a week. Of, yeah, he's back. Okay, I just didn't see the announcement. Yes, he he posted uh, that he that he was staying. Okay, well that's good to hear. Yep. that's all I got, guys. I know my time is up as always. I thank you always for your time, and uh, have a relaxing and uh, stay warm. And uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow, guys. Until then, War Eagle, guys. War Eagle. Retired War Amp Steve joining us on the program there. 334-887-3401. Auburn and Washington tomorrow. A game that you can listen to on FM Talk 93.9. You can watch it on the Pac-12 network. It's funny, we joke so much about these media deals and media rights. It tells you everything you need to know about the Pac-12, that people are trying to figure out how in the world do I access this product. Well, these... These conference networks began as regional, but they quickly realized there's no point in only being regional. Right. Go ahead and make it accessible nationally. And, yeah, I mean, not a lot of people in California necessarily care about the SEC, but some do, and some may start caring. Right. If the SEC is one of the first big games up in the day and the Pac-12 doesn't have their big games till at night. So, I mean, you know, conversely, I mean, Pac-12, Brooks, Brooks Childress, 
He's going to watch Oregon State and Arizona at 10 p.m. on FS1. Somebody's got to. Right, he is. But if it's on Pac-12 Network, he's not watching. So it's got. I mean, you've got to branch out. You've got to make the whole brand available. Again, too much work for me, admittedly. But there is a seven-day free trial option available. Fubo TV. Just hey, set that reminder. Make sure you cancel the subscription after the fact, and uh, you'll be able to watch Auburn basketball tomorrow against Washington. All right, we've done it. We finished the first hour of Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. Two hours left to go. Alongside Brooks, Ryan, and Brant, I'm JJ. One hour in the books, and we're rolling. One hour of our show is in the books. We've got more to come. Stay tuned for another hour of Sports Call right after the break. Since 1995, Alabama's sports talk leader, Tiger Communications, proudly presents Sports Call. It's time to join our Sports Call crew as they discuss the latest headlines and happenings around Auburn and the entire sports world. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. We're taking phone calls all show long and want to talk about whatever you've got on your mind. And now, coming to you live from the loveliest village on the plains, Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Sports Call. Second hour of Sports Call starting right now on Tiger 95.9 FM and on the Tiger Communications app. J.J. Jackson inside the studio with Brooks Childress, Ryan LaVoy, and Brant Daughtry. Um, yeah, we had a fun first hour of the show. Two left to go. Coming up in about a half hour or so, Justin Ferguson will join our program live from Seattle, Washington, the site of Auburn basketball taking on the Huskies tomorrow of the University of Washington, UW, as the kids call it out that way. Uh, and it'll be a fun one. The game is going to broadcast on the Pac-12 network. Fubo TV is the easiest way to access the Pac-12 network with the seven-day free trial uh, and then just set a reminder to make sure you get rid of that thing so you're not being billed for your <laughs> Fubo TV subscription. Uh, but, uh, yeah, if you want to find a way to watch it, that's what you can do. But, guys, I'll be honest, it's a lot of work. Way too much work. Yeah. yeah. Inputting the card, your, you know, your, your credit card information and... and it's not for me. Yeah, and see, if Auburn loses a close game or something, you're going to be angry, and you're not going to think about what you needed to do after the <laughs> right. after the game, which is cancel it immediately. Uh, or maybe you ha- maybe you hate cancel it during the game. Maybe Auburn <laughs> is, is struggling, and you just like remember with like 12 minutes left, it's like, have I'm done with this crap, and then <laughs> and then turn it off. But I'm just saying, you know, seven days, you got to set a reminder or something for it. What else does Fubo even have that might be worth it to people? Do they have a lot of soccer? They do stuff? have soccer. My, and now that I think about it, I know for actually a you fact, have it, don't you? I know your for brother. a fact that I've got a Fubo login with. Wow, my you almost I know got the game day. A fact. Thinking I can't watch this. Um, I don't know that it's inputted on any of my uh huh 
you know the the new TV right. setup or right. anything like that. And but your TVs are kind of difficult. Sometimes. But <laughs> true, um, yeah. I just too much work if I didn't have it already. Right. I mean, you have a perfectly good radio call from Mr. Andrew Bertram to alongside uh, Brad Law. I uh, mean, Bradford that's T. Law. That's yeah. the good look you want to have for Auburn basketball tomorrow night against and, Washington. And uh, they'll describe it to you fairly and and uh, accurately. So, I mean, I is Brooks a Fubo TV guy? <laughs> Well, given that little uh, little laugh, I don't think so. I was I that close to the mic? <laughs> um, well, I saw it. Uh, it was more of a I picked up on it, but um, I don't think Brooks is now. I mean, I'm sure he would love it, but I don't think he pays for stuff like that. What uh, can you answer can, this, Brooks? Also, let me tell you one more thing about Brooks Childress. I okay. love all things about and, Brooks uh, Childress. I'm looking at him still right now. Um, is that he loathes? That Premier League is on Peacock. That's loves right. That it's on. Pre- and we, we talked about this earlier. I don't think you were in the studio yet, Ryan, uh, during a break. Um, MLS announced their schedule today. Oh my goodness! And huh? uh, all but thirty-four games are on the new MLS like League Pass. Oh no! Which is exclusively on Apple TV. Oh no! See, so the only it's... you only get thirty-four games, and they're all national TV games. So you have to hope that your team is good enough to get on national TV. Should, my team will not be. Should we just root for cable to die so that you can just pick <laughs> three or four streaming things that you like and just do that? Like, because I'm serious. Like, when by the time you pay for cable or DirecTV or whatever or YouTube TV, and then you have to have Netflix and you've got to have HBO Max and you got to have, if you're a sports person, you got to have Fubo or you got to have Peacock or, I mean, it's just, I'm sorry. It's way, it's, it's, it's probably a good bit more expensive than it used to be if you really want to cover 80, 90% of that content. I mean, you might think, oh, seven ninety nine here is not a big deal. Twelve ninety nine there, five ninety nine there. Yeah, but do that like ten times. It'll be a hundred bucks <laughs> if you keep you're, doing. You're paying that. for cable again. Uh, and so I'm just saying, I don't know if anyone's catching on or getting as angry as I am. You're angry at the particulars of soccer there, but I'm just kind of angry at the whole thing. Netflix is like, it's like fifteen dollars a month now. Because all they do is make their own stuff, which is still millions of dollars of production. And like, oh well, we got we got to have subscribers pay another two more dollars a month so my, we make our millions back. My, my favorite thing about Netflix at the, now is like every month they put out like a, a video on YouTube is like coming to Netflix this month, and it's three different like sections of what Netflix is putting out. And at the very end, they say also coming. It's like big name movies that they actually like have rights to. Right. But it's like at the very end, like a little like a little tag at the end is. Like, they oh, don't care as much about like, that. All yeah. these Netflix, these Netflix things are coming in, and then at the end, hey, guess what? We also have Forrest Gump and Benjamin Button. I and, did uh, all these <laughs> right. Great it's like shows. if they got Avatar, they got this new. I know they won't, but if they got this new Avatar in a, in a few months, it would be a footnote. Like, they, they put like you know, uh, they'll 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 market their movie like. Uh, you haven't seen this before, and and then. Avatar will be the last thing in there, and it's like they're trying to promote this unbelievably a, a Chris, terrible a, movie. A Christmas Prince Five. We've switched <laughs> actors three times, but it's the same story. I will say, I did see the trailer yesterday for Breakpoint, which is what is that? It is the what's uh, happening in the background. The Netflix <laughs> docu series on the ATP tour. 
from the same producers of Formula One Drive to Survive. Ooh. Okay. Um, I'm not saying with, all their content I mean, bad. just, it's intense. It's Rafa, you know, screaming into the, you know, it's, it's Vamos, Francis Tiafa. Yeah. I, I am, I'm fired up. I will be tuned sure in for be sure. Great production for sure. Uh, so so will so will my dear aunt Sally across the street. I'm sure that's going to be a great great movie too. Uh, you know, I, I just I'm just saying I I don't think it's getting that excessive. We realize so, how expensive all this is if you really wanted to happen. Let me get more on this MLS. This hurts Bally Sports South. Then right? Yeah. Yes. Ballet sports as a whole, not so just there so. regional are, broadcasts as a whole. There's, there, no there's a lot of other teams. There are you're saying, markets. Brooks. Yeah. Apple TV Plus. Yes. Basically like the league pass yeah. of soccer. Major League Soccer. Yes. So there are thirty four games that have national TV. Yes. There are thirty four national TV games. Yeah. Throughout and you're the entire just, only like you're, one a week. You're hopeful yeah. that your that your team gets to play in yeah. multiple yeah. And so but but unless you pay whatever it is. I don't know what it what well, the let me, price well, would be. I, I need a clarification too. Let's keep I, it going then. Clarify things. So so that means Atlanta United on Bally Sports South or Southeast. They won't have their own broadcast crew airing on Bally. So they won't have their. It won't be like the Braves because, like, if you're everyone will have their own broadcast crews, but it is literally. I mean, I'm not. It's everybody. not accessible it on is, Valley or local yeah, TV. I, I th- Even the local team on the, because, like, okay, for example, um, I watch the Golden State Warriors on the NBA League Pass yes. all the time. Okay, but if you're in the San Francisco Bay Area, you watch them on NBCSN Bay Area. Or I don't know if it's NBCSN anymore because they don't have NBC Sports Network. But whatever that version is of, of Bay Area sports, that's what you watch the Golden State Warriors on if you're in Northern California, Central California. But everywhere else, you watch it via League Pass. So you're watching the same two people on that local TV station that mm-hmm. they're watching it on, but you get to watch it because it's nationally. So you're saying that if you're in the San Francisco Bay Area, you would then have to by the league pass you would not have a local channel yeah to watch that crew on you're correct that's okay. terrible it is it is gonna be i don't like that at all all uh the uh the apple i went to the official apple website mls season pass on apple tv an unprecedented subscription service to fans in over 100 countries and regions every mls regular season match every mls uh playoff and every ML- and mls cup match will be streamed on there but like the play i think the playoffs and mls cup are still going to be on fox right uh also uh this and it was announced last week uh at least for the remaining of their contract fox is going to continue to broadcast games ESPN is no longer broadcasting MLS. Any national TV game is going to be on Fox. Wow! So okay. the the only no national TV, yeah, and they were they had ESPN Plus stuff too. Yeah. So I guess they're just wiped completely out then by Apple. Um, every match will feature English and Spanish broadcast crews and a See? club's home radio broadcast. So you have three okay. options to watch. You can either watch a what what would be a national broadcast crew that's going to call you know call it neutrally. So you they will call, have a national. Are you saying it's going to be one crew for the game? Okay. So like, it's not going to be like Chip Carey calling it for the Braves. If you were watch, if this was a baseball game, you'd have one crew. So you're not going to have game. individual TV announcers unless you hook unless you go to the club's home radio broadcast that you can go into it. Okay. So if if you want that home homer feel watching your club, you've got to go to the club radio broadcast feed and not 
just the regular broadcast. Gotcha. Well, you want to know something else that I just found that's kind of ridiculous? Yeah. The national broadcast games are already determined. Atlanta United will have six that are either on Fox or FS1. Have no idea so how good. Six of the 34. Yeah, six of the 34 games are going to be nationally broadcasted. And this is just talking about Atlanta. But those games have already been determined. It, it has already been decided that these are the games that are going to be on national TV. Right. Either on Fox or FS1. There's World Cup fever for a lot of people uh, with the soccer that has just taken place over the last few days. Big picture, though, what does this mean for baseball? Uh, I hope nothing. I mean, I hope baseball stays exactly what it is. people love their Bally sports. I hope. And I know that there are people that struggle to be able to find all of the Bally sports broadcasts from time to time of Braves baseball. Yeah, I mean, YouTube TV hasn't had Bally stuff. And, well, I mean, I've already heard, though, that the, the local stuff, the Bally is, is just hemorrhaging money, though. I, I, I think they were already, already up for sale. Yeah. Or they, they were thinking about, like, Sinclair Broadcasting, who owns them, is, like, thinking about putting them up for sale or something. Well, because that's why media rights are always I'm, – I'm way more interested in media rights than the average person. Um, and and – it's as Zeus, so Chip Carey's about Zeus, to be unemployed? It's as Zeus says, I have a business degree. And so um, <laughs> that kind of matters to me. But I think why it should matter to all of us in this particular situation with the MLS is I don't care about MLS or I, you know, I'm not a big soccer. I didn't get World Cup fever, blah, 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 blah. Well, it's not about the MLS necessarily in this situation. I don't want this model to catch on to these other sports like the nba or mlb or you know i mean i don't think the shield would ever do anything like this and make it that exclusive the shield wants as many eyeballs to see things as possible that's that's all the shield cares about um that's the nfl for people who can't keep up um and so but i don't want these other leagues like major league baseball who have just all this content to produce, I mean, just day after day. Game after game. To then try and make it to where yeah, I just, you have I want to, Chip have to, to still do be something employed. special to watch it. Hey, Chip Carey's going to be fine. He'll get a job somewhere, even if he's not with the Atlanta Braves anymore. I don't we think just, you have to worry about old Chip. Yeah, he'll be fine. You're right. I just like people being able to watch and listen to his coverage yeah. of the Atlanta Braves. I, I want to listen to him. It's special. He's good. Uh, the Braves no longer have Dansby Swanson. Ah, that happened over the weekend as well. Sad news. To Ryan, Ryan and I have thoughts. Ryan and I have very similar thoughts. We talked about them on the last show together that we were on. Well, we can uh, discuss some of those things and more after this first time out of hour number two here on Sports Call. Want to know how easy it is to listen to our show? All you have to do with your Amazon smart device is say, Alexa, play Sports Call Auburn. This is Philip Lolly, former Auburn Tigers football assistant coach for the 2010 National Championship team, and you are listening to Sports Call. Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, J.J. Ryan, Brant Brooks, the good old boys. <laughs> Is that what we are? I think so. The Rugrats. on a nice schedule the today. The Rugrats? Yeah. Are you Chucky? 
or are you uh, what's the other's names i don't remember um angelica yeah angelica was the older sister tommy there was a tommy tommy, tommy pickles there was a tommy, tommy pickles was the redheaded kid there's no way his, he his, was his name was pickles it, are you serious yeah yeah <laughs> We talk Pickle all the time. I never put... There's no way. Tommy Pickles? Yeah. Yeah. It's Chucky Finster, Angelica Pickles, Tommy Pickles. That's unbelievable. I love Tommy was the little redheaded kid, or was he the main character? No, Tommy had a blue shirt, Tommy was the main character. The bald-headed kid? Yeah, was the the baby. Chucky Chucky had red hair. Chucky was the red-headed glasses glasses kid. There Dude, is, your vision's that bad at, at like that four young years of an old. Age. I, you know, <laughs> Tommy's younger brother's name was Dill. Dill Pickles. <laughs> <laughs> was he that big of a star? I don't know. I forgot that, that Tommy had a star Dill factoring into the plot at all. <laughs> Y'all remember Reptar? And they named him Dill Pickles. The the thing is, is that adults still make these shows. Yeah, so, true. Some of the humor, some of them are very clever at humor that young kids would not understand, but an adult watching that would totally get what they meant. But that's truthfully, all the out of the four of us, uh-huh. you watch the least amount of Rugrats. Yeah, I don't. I can't really in, even envision them that well. That's a shame. Yeah, I was a big Rugrats kid. Great show. I, I it never, it, it never left Cartoon Network. Great show. For me. It just never. Cartoon left. Network was the best by a lot. Yep. Was Rug what was Rugrats on? Was Nickelodeon? Nickelodeon. Yeah. yeah. That's why I'm I'm less versed on SpongeBob than the those. heyday I've of watched Nickelodeon it, I'm cartoons. Yeah. Was Rugrats? You had Hey Arnold, Rugrats, Cat Dog. Where, why, it was really odd. Like that was Nickelodeon. Cat Dog. Catdog was awesome. I was I, used to, I was not I a big fan hated of Catdog. Cat Dog. I thought it was it fine. I like thought a bad this premise of a cat and a dog. I agree. They clearly I was like, don't get along. This is. Is that the were They're they friends? The, were they the same person? Yeah, yeah. they were. They, they were, were just like joined just at the back. Con- yes, that was the dumbest show. How dare Whoa. you? Ever. How dare I wasn't going ever. that far. I'm just saying. I never, all, did you I, ever watch Mr. Meaty? We haven't done a sports that call poll in a while, ever. and I genuinely would be curious if we put one up. <laughs> if we do, you like Cat Dog? If we put one up, I thought it was like fine. I thought it was fine. It wasn't my favorite, but it was okay. If we put that on a poll, someone would immediately comment, "Who cares? Talk about sports." I don't care. I do care. <laughs> we care. And we we're care. the ones with the microphones. I just never, I didn't like, we, cats and dogs don't. They, in real life, they don't really get along. Come on. What a, I watch Fairly Odd Parents all the time. I think that was probably my favorite. That was a Nick. Yeah, that was, that was good. Nickelodeon. That was a Nickelodeon okay. show. No, it was, yeah, it, yeah, it was. Yeah, it I was, think yeah, it was. I think it was. Jimmy Neutron. Jimmy Neutron. Jimmy Neutron was great. Um, what is, uh, Danny Phantom. Oh, Danny Phantom was so good. Yeah. Danny Phantom was, was so just, good. M- Banging yeah. like the theme song, little, was little awesome. rap. Yeah, that like nine, ten year old me thought that was awesome. I'm trying to think what else was on Nickelodeon back then, or like Cartoon Network. Where were some other really good shows? Uh, Johnny Bravo was on Cartoon Network. Johnny Bravo was so good. Uh, I, we we went down this rabbit hole. Uh, are you talking about oh, we Cartoon Network shows now? Just in, yeah, yeah, he was talking or about just kids shows in general. Um, who, uh, uh, Family Guy, Seth MacFarlane, who produces Family Guy, was also a writer on Johnny Bravo. Right, which was yeah. very random. So it goes Ed, back Ed to what Eddie. you were saying. These are, oh, like, these are adults Eddie. making these kids' cartoons. I rationally loved Courage the Cowardly Dog. Yeah. Um, what else we got? Ed what Ed was, was that great. show? There were, with the I Grim had so Reaper. many. 
Oh, uh, uh, Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy. Yeah, yeah. like that show. Uh, Were you a Kids Next Door guy? Codename. Yeah. Oh, Codename Kids yeah, Next Door yeah, was that so one. Good. Yeah, I'm telling you, I just parked it. I just hours. <laughs> I convinced Network. my. I think it was because of Kids Next Door. I convinced my my dad to finally build us a tree house in the backyard <laughs> because nice. of that show. Back to also back to cat dog. I convinced my mom <laughs> to buy the like they had limited edition cat dog cheese. I think it was cheese and nips. It wasn't even yeah. cheese nips. It was cheese, like cheese nips. nips. I had those too. And it was just it was cat. They were all they were all cat dog uh, yep. themed. And I bought like I made mom Did buy. Did you them. like those more than cheese? It's no. I was I was not a cheese nips person. But like they were cat Does dog. Nickelodeon and, like, yeah. exist anymore? Yeah, yeah. yeah. it still exists. It didn't yeah. die. It's still going. It's still there. SpongeBob's on it quite a bit. Yeah, even Spon- though they're still making new episodes of SpongeBob, but even they though were the creator like, is dead. But like they were, tr- they were going to stop, and then they started again. Is that like, is were, that true? I think so. I think they were like, we're done with SpongeBob, but we're going to keep airing all these old episodes. But I think they Nickelodeon's started still to make very them again. obsessed with slime. That's yeah. all I know. They, they are. Oh, Nickelodeon's getting an NFL the playoff game. Getting, I forgot about that. I getting, forgot about that. They're getting oh, one this yeah. weekend. Yeah. I of the games is going to be on it this weekend. I really like. Is the, Noah Eagle going to be back in? I hope so. In action, I hope so. I really like the, 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 the Nick football broadcast. I think they do a good job with that. It's just like, hey, here's like the very simple aspects of the game for the young kids to maybe learn to love football. There was I really give the that. shield once any and all eyeballs exactly, and I think that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, I'm not we, saying it's not. I'm just we've got Justin Ferguson coming up here in just a second. Oh yeah. How did we get to Cat Dog and Nickelodeon Rugrats? Yeah. But how did we get to Rugrats? Oh, I don't remember. Someone I, I you were no reading pickles. Dillman. pickles. Pickles. No, that came they, after they Rugrats. Came, yeah, it came because of Rugrats because there's a Tommy Pickles. How did we get to Rugrats? That is a great question. I don't know. Replay. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm issuing a coach's challenge. Give me the button. <laughs> Does no one remember the red I flag? I don't think you. It, we came back from. We the, came you back. You said the good old boys club. True. We were the True. good old boys club. True. And then you said we're just a couple of rugrats. I said I said that we're yeah. a couple of rugrats. Okay, okay, just, okay. okay I did. Okay. And I asked Whew. if you were Chucky. You said, and then we went through, and back, now we're back to dill pickles. Well, we have got a poll up. <laughs> oh, do we have the poll? Yeah. Did you like cat dog? Oh, can't wait to vote no in that one. Wow. I think there needs to be a run to Twitter. It's fine. Because between yes and no, I'm gonna say yes. No, please don't say yes. Why not? Let's see what Justin Ferguson has to say after this timeout. It's Tiger 95.9 already. Sports Call is on the air weekdays from 3 until 6 p.m. If you are currently driving in a four door sedan, Roll up the windows and turn up the radio. We're Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. Now back to Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Sports Call. Welcome back into the program. Sports Call Tiger 95.9 FM and on the Tiger Communications app. JJ Jackson here inside the studio with Ryan LaVoy, Brant Daughtry, and Brooks Childress. Having a whole lot of fun here on this Tuesday. 
A reminder that Sports Call can now be heard on Amazon Alexa devices. Open the Alexa app on your iPhone or Android and tap the menu icon at the top left. Tap Skills and Games in the menu and search for Sports Call Auburn. Select the skill, then tap Enable to Use, and you're done. All you have to do now is say, hey, Alexa, play Sports Call Auburn, and you're listening to Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. To the phone lines we go. Our very good pal Justin Ferguson joins us live from Seattle. He's on the program with us now. Ferg, how are things, man? I'm cold. I'm very cold. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about uh, the, the week that you've had so far out west there with the basketball team. Yeah, it's it's, it's been a good trip. Um, Los Angeles is Los Angeles, you know, pretty mild weather. Um, too many people, but uh, it was a good trip. Um, you know, uh, I know Auburn didn't come out with a win in that game, but uh, really good Auburn crowd uh, in that one. Uh, they made their presence felt. And you kind of feel like, you know, maybe maybe a looser whistle on Auburn and, and the help of Wendell Green Jr. Uh, in question, you, you think Auburn might have come out with that win, but I thought they played a lot better against USC than they did against Memphis a week earlier. And they're going to look to carry that in because if they play – if they play like they did against USC, against Washington tomorrow night, and cut down the turnovers, I think they'll be in fine shape um, just looking at the matchup there. But, you know, in Seattle, um, you know, it's the first time I've ever been up here. Uh, a lot of fun. It, I, they told me they told me it doesn't snow this much up here usually. And so, like, the one time I'm here, it is, like, just bitterly cold and uh, snowing. Yeah. Um, so I'm having to deal with that. But it's been fun. It's been, it's been a really good time just kind of – you know, see a lot of stuff I've never seen before, and uh, you know, getting ready for uh, getting ready for uh, signing day tomorrow. Going to be covering that from a hotel room, so that'll be fun. And now you get to talk about the fact that you've seen uh, after tomorrow two games in Pac-12 arenas. Uh, what was mm-hmm. that atmosphere yeah. like, like at USC, and what are you expecting for a home Washington Huskies basketball game? Yeah, I mean, it's the, the, you know Bruce Pearl said it the other day. It's like you know you want to play on the road during Christmas break. Yeah. Because that's when the home court advantage is at its weakest. Great you don't point. Have students in, you don't have students there. Uh, it's usually lighter crowds. And, and we've seen that at Auburn, too. So, um, you know, the USC crowd, I, it was pretty 50-50, I think, when it was all said and done. Um, Auburn had a great crowd there. Uh, the L.A. Auburn Club, um, you know, is, is a pretty good-sized one uh, here on the West Coast. Um, they had a great time, had a bunch of events here, um, you know, fully endowed a scholarship um, with the money they raised uh, this past weekend, which is really cool to see. And um, yeah, Washington will be tougher. Uh, To my knowledge, the Washington, the Seattle Auburn club, is not as big, nearly as big as the LA one. Um, But I'll be interested to see Wednesday before Christmas, what that crowd looks like from, from a Seattle perspective, um, from Washington's perspective, you know, Washington's not, Washington's not as good uh, as, as some of these teams Auburn's played recently. So, I, you know, uh, it'll be interesting. It's it's the best time to play on the road, though. Uh, and uh, that USC, that USC atmosphere, very very nice, very nice kind of newer arena. Um, and uh, yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a it was a fun time. Um, you know, and and really enjoyed uh, getting to cross that one off the list. What is uh, Wendell Green Jr. status heading into tomorrow night's game? So Wendell Green Jr., um, as everybody knows, who watched the game on Sunday, played in the first half, played a little bit in the second half, just could not go all the way through. He has been practicing um, the last couple of days, um, so we will see if he gives it a go um, You know, on Wednesday. If not, I think Auburn can feel pretty confident that Zeb Jaster stepped up and played really well um, at point guard in the second half in his absence. And, of course, Trey Donaldson, you know, when he was not in foul trouble, played, played extremely well. And he has been – 
I think Auburn's most impactful guard over the last couple of weeks. Um, he's playing without without fear. Um, you know, there's some brushman mistakes that are made, but I mean, he plays. He's very very effective out there. So. If Wendell Jr. is not able to go, obviously that, that hurts Auburn in the fact that they don't have their, their starting point guard out there. But the way Donaldson played um, these, played these last two games, and honestly, I think the way Zeb Jasper finished that game uh, for Auburn, giving, that, giving them a chance, um, just kind of with some of the plays he made, and obviously he's such an elite defender. Um, you know, Auburn, Auburn could survive not having Wendell if he's not able to go. But, you know, I, if he feels like he can play and, and, and they feel like they can, they can give it a go, um, he will. So he's here. He's been practicing, to my knowledge. And so it'll just be interesting to see what just how he feels tomorrow. What do you think we can expect from Chance Westry, uh, not only in tomorrow's game, but throughout the rest of the year? I know we had the on-ball experience uh, kind yeah. of as that point guard, and now Trey Donaldson is back in the rotation. As you said, had his best game collegiately at USC. How does that impact Westry? Yeah, I think they just got to find a way to get Westry on the floor on the wing. Um, I think, you know, it's tough because they like having Alan Flanagan and, and, and uh, uh, you know, Chris Moore out there as much as possible, even running those guys together at sometimes when, uh, whenever uh, Jalen Williams isn't on the floor. Um, so, you know, if you're, if you're Auburn, you know, just find ways to get with, steal some minutes with Westry. He's just, he's just not there. Uh, he's not in rhythm. He's not in momentum. He's forcing some things. It's just, I, I think, you know, it's tough, man. Like, he played so well uh, in Israel, and then he got hurt, and then he had to have that surgery, and it's just kind of zapped a lot out of him. Doesn't mean he's a bad player. Doesn't mean you give up on him. I think he and Yoan Treor are both guys that can get better as the season goes on, but Auburn's got to start making some tough decisions about, like, okay, who plays when and how, and how much do they play moving forward? Um, and so they might kind of fade out of the rotation a little bit, but I don't think you completely pull the plug on either of them. But I do think Westry's future – uh, with Donaldson's emergence, with um, you know, with uh, with Zeb Jasper being able to play one, I think his I think his future, at least in the near term, is going to be you know either probably at the three, maybe maybe a little bit of two if they need him there, um, and just try to work him in there. You don't don't need to force anything, don't need anything to rush with him, but you also don't need to pull the plug on him. And of course, this Auburn team after Washington will get set for SEC play, Ferg and. This game, I think, is big in a lot of people's minds for just the direction the team is taking, if it's going to start trending upward or start trending down towards the bottom of an NCAA tournament team or possibly on the bubble. And I know it's really early to start talking about things like that. But just when you evaluate this team, what does this team feel like to you in regards of of its uh, trajectory and just what does it need to do to kind of get things right at overall and, and kind of start to get build momentum as they get into SEC play? As they're as they're playing right now, they're probably a team that's going to be fighting for an NCAA tournament spot. I don't I don't think they're you know like out of it or you know completely on the bubble, but like I think they're a mid tier SEC team right now. They're not among the elites, uh, but they're not. I don't think they're a bottom half conference team either. So they're in that kind of like you know five six seven spot. Um, in the SEC, in my mind, at the point, but this is a team that's built to get better as time goes on. Um, Bruce Pearl experimented a lot this first month and a half of the season with his rotation and getting guys in certain spots. You start tying some things up, you start focusing some things and drilling it down here in SEC play. And you know, I think every team in the SEC has their strengths and weaknesses. I think Auburn's going to have a harder time against teams with a lot of firepower on offense, uh, especially at the guard spot and on the wing. However, um, you know, that doesn't necessarily line up with, like, it's not like there's a ton of SEC teams that are just, just monsters on offense uh, right now. So in a, in a league more geared towards defense, I think Auburn can, 
can hang around and, 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 and grind some games out. But, it, you know, it's, it's just going to be one of those things that how much do they get better, how much smoother do things look on offense moving forward when they start locking down, uh, you know, what the rotation is going to be, who's going to be playing where, what the game plan is. I, I do think they play much better at USC than they did against Memphis, except for the turnovers. And I have to believe that not having Wendell Green Jr. and also not having Trey Donaldson for most of that second half really took a toll on them, um, you know, with, with, with the turnover battle. And even then, even with all the turnovers, they still scored a decent bit, um, shot pretty well for them. And, you know, if, if USC wasn't in the double bonus for most of the second half, you're probably looking at a game that Auburn could have won. So I don't think you need to worry about it uh, if you're Auburn. I do think they got better over, you know, this. this like, we'll see how they do against Washington. Uh, but if they put another good performance, I don't think they're going backwards um, even though they've lost two recent games, you just got to look at kind of how they're playing. And, and uh, you know, the team that played USC with less turnovers and less fouls, that team can make an NCAA tournament and make some noise in the SEC. In the SEC. I, I really believe that. Ferg, one of the things we've talked a lot about on this show is the lack of an offensive guy who can go out and get a bucket whenever he needs it, a guy who can take over a game. Uh, so far this season, a guy like that hasn't really stepped forward. Uh, is there a guy like that who can do that on this team? And if so, who do you think it is? I, I really don't know if there is a guy like that, uh, honestly. I just The way this team looks, is just it's going to have to be one of those things where everybody else has to kind of raise their floor a little bit and just be more consistent in that case. You can see where a guy like Alan Flanagan with a lot of confidence can be that guy. Jay Williams can give you good buckets, but it's just neither of those guys have been as consistent enough as you want them to. So I think they have the potential, but you don't have that consistency. I think Janai Broom's playing a lot better, um, you know, on offense in the last couple of games. That'll help you out a lot. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're just kind of missing it. And, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things where, uh, you know, the, it's the roster is the roster at this point. You got to make the most of it. And I think Bruce Pearl's trying to do that. You go back to that 2019, 2020 team, um, you know, that team had Samir Dowdy and like, it's like, you know, Samir probably had that, had that attribute to him, but he wasn't, you know, elite elite at being a scoring guard, but he could do it. So it's just, can, can somebody get to a Samir Dowdy level? Can, can Alan Flanagan uh, get to like a Samir Dowdy level? of, you know, getting getting buckets. If so, the way they play defense, the way they show the potential on rebound, they can be fine and, and you know, make some noise. But, yeah, it's just I think the more thing that this team needs are instead of having, like, the guy, uh, if that doesn't come up, they just need more guys to just give um, just more, just, just be more consistent with what they give and don't be so up and down where you have, you know, you have a game where, you know, Jalen Williams goes off one night and then the next night it only takes like four shots. Like, you, you can't have that nearly as much. You can't have Katie Johnson go wild in a game and then really not do anything the next. So that, to me, seems to be kind of the more likely scenario. Justin Ferguson here with us from the Auburn Observer. Follow him on Twitter, at JFergusonAU. I want to transition to Auburn football ahead of signing day. Before we get there, however, random question. Super random question, but we were discussing it a little bit later in the program today. Justin Ferguson, I ask you, did you like the show Cat Dog? Um, yeah, I remember watching it when I was a kid, and... Like I can't tell you a lot about it. It was okay one of my to say no, but yeah, it wasn't one of my favorites. But it wasn't something I did I disliked. I'll, I'll put it that way. It was like if it was on, I would watch it. But it wasn't like one of my favorites. I'm not, I'm not a big fan. I, I think that's in, a win for the pro cat dog folks in the <laughs> <yeah>. studio. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm not a part I would, of that. I would lean more towards like I don't dislike it. So yeah, like that would be kind of more towards you know 
I'd be more towards the positive than the negative. Just what was the purpose, fellas? Uh, it's a cat and a, a dog combined in one, and I just... It's a kid's show. Didn't What's do it the for purpose me. of any of them besides PBS shows? It didn't do it for me. Yeah, no, it's it's a kid's cartoon. That's that's what... That's all we need to for. say. Okay, I'm glad I mean, we know where you I mean, stand, SpongeBob was about a sponge who talked, like, you know, what was up, like, you know, they're all, they're all dumb at their core. He just silenced me with that response right there. (laughs) That is very I mean, I've never really thought to think SpongeBob is about a sponge that talks. Well done. It's about a it's about a sponge who works at a burger restaurant. (laughs) Like and lives in a pineapple. Like, come on. (laughs) That is pretty remarkable. Oh, Ferguson's here with us. Uh, Justin Ferguson, that is, uh, of the Auburn Observer again at Jay Ferguson AU on Twitter. What are you expecting for signing day tomorrow? I, I think Auburn's gonna gonna do pretty well on signing day tomorrow. They've okay. got they're in the running for some guys that that you know may surprise you, and they just picked up a JUCO defensive lineman uh, that I don't think anybody was thinking was gonna make the decision today. Um, so that's a pickup. Like they've got momentum. Um, you know, here's the thing: is that tomorrow, whatever Auburn ends with tomorrow, know that they're not done. You know, transfer portal's still gonna be going on. There's another window. Um, you know, after spring practice, and there's still right. time. You know, after early signing period where you know, guys can still make their moves. There's guys who are going to be committing and making decisions in February, um, you know, who are uh, who are in high school in the Juco rank. So, you know, I, but I do think they're going to, they're going to, you know, make some moves. Um, I think they're going to be, you know, they can get a decent amount of commitments tomorrow and try to push into a range where, you know, maybe we're looking at this, this class potentially getting in like top 15 territory, which is really good uh, from where they started. And I think Hugh Freeze and his staff have done an excellent job of, um, you know, hitting the ground running, which is kind of to be expected. I think it was part of the pitch when they hired him. It was just like, hey, you know, this dude's going to be able to recruit and he's going to be able to do it immediately, right. unlike the last guy. So, like, that's that's a big that's a big win for them. And I also think one of the other things is that, you know, that this staff can be commended for is keeping uh, the two guys that have, you know, kept this class together and batted onto it in Cadillac Williams and Zach Etheridge. Those are Auburn dudes, keeping them on board. Um, they're great recruiters. Um, you know, they're great culture guys. And, like, that's, you know, that is huge, huge for recruiting. And they're seeing the benefits of it. So, we'll see. I don't know. I don't think they won't get everybody they want. And, like, to this point, like, you know, the, the five stars from Carver, I would lean towards them going to Alabama, especially if it's a package deal. But, like, they're, Auburn's still in the hunt. And they're going to be still in the hunt for – a number of you know four star guys that that, sure. that uh, have a lot of really good offers. So like they they're, they're going to be in a good spot. Well, we're going to be following all of the signing day coverage with your work at the Auburn Observer. Do sign up, get yourself a subscription. The Christmas gift ideas are phenomenal that Fergus talked over the past few weeks as well. So uh, again, certainly do appreciate the time. Have your dinner plans already been made this evening in Seattle, or are you still trying to figure that out? Nope, got it, got it set. I am going to a, uh, I'm going to a Kraken game tonight, NHL team. Um, wow! And, All right. Yeah, so, and there is a, there's a really highly touted Korean place that two different people have told me about since I got here. Um, that it's like a five minute walk from the arena. So we're gonna, we're gonna do that and watch some hockey tonight. There we go. That's what I love to hear. Thanks for the time today, Ferg. We'll talk again soon. Safe travels back home and Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas, to you guys. All right, that's uh, Justin Ferguson joining us there on the Auburn Bank phone line. 334-887-3401. Well, anytime you travel, a lot of people really are particular oh, yeah. about, you know, the food that they're going to consume. I I have every time we've gone to a road game, I have 
made sure that I've said during the during the travels, like unless it is absolutely necessary, that is the only thing that is available to us. I'd like to eat somewhere local, more local. Um, and I think we've stuck to that pretty well. I think there's only been a handful of times where we've just gotten somewhere where it's like, hey, we got to stop at a Burger King or a, or a McDonald's. Like that's our only option. Well, because I remember even one time coming back from College Station when we were. The stop we stayed in Louisiana because we couldn't drive all the way back twelve hours after a, a afternoon game. But uh, we even at like ten o'clock or nine o'clock at night found a jack in the box. That's right. We decidedly do not have here. So uh, we were pretty effective in embodying by, by that. There you go. There you go. Well, the second hour of our show has come to a close. One hour left, and we promise that we're going to get you set for signing day coming your way tomorrow. Big things happening in the life of the Auburn football program alongside Brooks Brant. And Ryan, my name is JJ. Two hours of books, and we're rolling. Two hours of Sports Call are finished. Don't touch that radio dial. We've got one more hour to go. Whether you're leaving work, cruising around town, or listening on demand, we've still got some fun left for you. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show has been on the air since 1995 and is ready for 60 more minutes of fun. Now, let's get this hour of Sports Call started. Third and final hour of Sports Call getting started right now on Tiger 95.9 FM and on the Tiger Communications app. J.J. Jackson inside the studio with Ryan LaVoy, Brant Daughtry, and Brooks Childress. We've had a fun show so far, a lot of great conversations, a great chat with our buddy Justin Ferguson from the Auburn Observer a moment ago. Congratulations to the Auburn women's basketball team for their win a little bit earlier today over North Florida. They are now 10-2 and to start the new year, Brooks. And uh, next week, they open up SEC play in year two of the Johnny Harris era. That's right. Looking for a more successful SEC year than they had last year. Although last year during SEC play, they did pull off a couple big upsets, uh, specifically at home. Uh, the beat Tennessee was the highlight of that at, at home. And so you start off next week at Ole Miss, and then you got a New Year's Day game against the uh, Missouri Tigers. And so you you start off with two quality opponents for this Auburn team. And uh, you know they've got a lot of momentum rolling into this year. You know this uh, this conference season got a lot of girls playing really really well right now. Honestly, Scott Grayson has played uh, been playing on fire these last few games uh Romy Levy has turned things on here during the early part of the year and uh yeah it's gonna be a really really fun game coming up uh next week for that at that Ole Miss so if anybody's uh, headed out to Oxford for that game good luck traveling and then of course as I said um, New Year's Day take on some uh the Missouri Tigers so a little Sunday 
basketball action for you on the, for the women's basketball team. Which is what you absolutely love. And again, Auburn men's basketball will play Washington tomorrow on the road. Tomorrow is also signing day for the Auburn football program. 334-887-3401. As we go to the phone lines for the first time in hour number three. Anthony from Auburn. Anthony has called into Sports Call here today. Hi, Anthony. Hey, guys. How you guys doing today? Good. How about you? I'm good. Look at him now. Uh, isn't Liberty playing tonight in a bowl game? Or is it going to be tomorrow or what? They do play today uh, against Toledo. It is in the Boca Raton Bowl. Well, is, uh, is Hugh Freeze going to be there coaching, leading the team for the last hurrah? He wished him well on social media today and said that he would be watching from afar, but he's, his focus is staying here on the plains. Uh, wished but, uh, him well? Yes. You mean you tell me this man couldn't go ahead and finish up with the guys one last time? I mean, you know, he's taking – I can't recall when the last time Liberty went to a bowl. I this mean, would be you know, them they, winning four straight. They've been to one every year that he was there. Yeah, so why not go ahead and finish up with the guys one last time? wouldn't hurt anything to be there on the sideline. I mean, he won't miss anything. He missed, he missed the co- uh, assistant coaches that are there doing the majority of the coaching. He could have been there one last time, don't you think? Uh, that's not that's not how it works. The other guys that have also taken other jobs uh, that have left, uh, such as Jamie Chadwell and well, somebody and, there. Well, uh, the assistants are there, or or other people that are going to be on on the current staff. But um, you know, the, the, when a guy takes a job for takes a new job, he does not stay behind normally to to coach these bowl games. Not especially when you got all this recruiting and transfer portal stuff to do. Well, I've seen some coaches stay and get that last one in. I mean, it just depends. It's going to become rarer out. and rarer, and it's not. It's not going to uh, happen for the most part. You know, I don't think it would have hurt anything. He could have flew in and, and stood on the sideline if he didn't do much of anything, just one last time. Certainly know, could have, but, but that's the, but not the decision this, he's making. But I will say this: now, if he'd have been leaving Auburn for bigger and better things, you guys would have talked to him about him like a dog. If, it had he uh, not stayed behind one last no, time. For absolutely you. Not. You know you would, no, absolutely not. No, absolutely not, Anthony. He would. Well, he think, would. He should, if he were to ever leave for whatever reason, then he shouldn't coach this team in the bowl in the bowl game either. No. Well, I tell you what, we'll find out in the future. I got a feeling he ain't gonna be around long. Uh, so you think he's on, gonna uh, jump to another job in a few years? I think gonna be fired and out uh, based on uh, you know his past and the methods and things he like to use. Uh, you know, wrongdoing ain't gonna last for so long, gentlemen. Don't let nobody fool you on that. Well, then and why why would a fired is. coach then coach a bowl game then if he's already been fired? Well, fired is one thing, but I'm just saying, you know, I, you know, since he did, wasn't fired and decided to take a promotion and leave, I, I, you know, like most people do, I thought he would have hung around, got one last one in. I, I think he could have worked that out. It would have been nice, you know, lead to me in one more time since he got him to a bowl game. It ain't every day that Liberty goes bowling anyway. You think about it. It's now. been I their mean, fourth straight, as we said. And then if he, yeah, if that's, he, that's but straight, Anthony, but if he did stay with the team to prepare for the bowl, but, then then but, Auburn uh, fans, and I know that yeah. you're not an Auburn fan, but Auburn fans at yeah. that point would be frustrated that he wasn't putting the effort in knowing that signing day is coming up. You can't be in two places at once. Your brain and your heart can't be in two spots at once on a job like this. And so he's decided yeah. that well, he wants to take advantage of this uh, signing day period coming up, and he's doing a great job at that. Well, I know you can't be in two places at once, but isn't visitation for high school football who's got a cold period now, a dead period? Uh, when does that start? After signing day. Okay, okay. Then you got that dead period going into okay until next year. Well, we're going to see what he brings in and see if he can develop it. That's right. We're going to see if he's going to be able to win. All if we can do is wait. Yeah. If we can't beat Georgia, if we can't beat Alabama, if we can't beat OLSU, then uh, he's going to be in trouble. You're exactly right. Crying and hollering and screaming because uh, he ain't had a victory against Georgia in what four years now. 
It's been too long. Yeah, since that uh, 2017 right, regular season game. Oh, God. And ain't had a victory against Alabama in three seasons, right? Since 2019. That's right. Yeah, and then uh, – so. We'll see. I mean, y'all been trading with LSU, but we're going to find out what he's going to be able to do, will do, and what not be able to do in the years and months to come around. Who knows? Y'all singing the praises of him now, but probably going to be cussing him and want him out of town here shortly. But we're going to find it out, just like we found it out to another uh, turkey you had in town. But uh, that's just the way it goes. I'm going to wish you guys a Merry Christmas. Same and, uh, to you. Easter Merry Christmas. Turkey, ham, and everything that go along with it. We're all if about the ham. Yep. If anything, are y'all having a uh, show Friday? Uh, Thursday going to be it for this uh, week. We'll be on the air all week this week. Thank you for asking. We will be all with right. you on Friday as well if you want to call in well, and I say hello. What, if, if my crystal ball pops up and show me anything, or if I can, a little bird might tell me anything in between now and then, I'm definitely going to call you back Friday because I got the day off. And you know I'd love to have a little conversation on the air. Or whatnot, uh, we'll and we're gonna see, see how it does. So that's right. Yeah. Well, guys, I thank you, uh, uh, Johnny Harris. Uh, hey, uh, ten and two. Uh, that's a good start. Great Hopefully start. Go, going into the conference and uh, win some games and get in that NCAA and take them women on, on uh, uh, to the promised land. That would be nice. So we'll see. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Anthony. That's our good pal, Anthony from Auburn, joining us here on the program. Liberty does play in a bowl game a little bit later today. Uh, they have been wished well by Hugh Freeze, but he is uh, tweeting out seconds ago, bingo, War Eagle, as Auburn yeah. continues to get a couple of uh, uh, commitments here. I mean, you used to see uh, someone moving on, maybe coach a team, you know, so, so, I won't even say frequently, sometimes, but – now that you've got the early signing period moved up, you, you have to move on at this point. Um, you, I, I, does anyone know? I mean, I assume Fickle's not coaching Cincinnati. He did not. It was, it was two. Or did uh, not coach I was say it was two interim coaches uh, because I assume, uh, wasn't Dion Branch? No, who correct. was the Louisville head correct. coach? Uh, because Satterfield's Chadwell, already gone to Cincinnati. Stradwell ain't going to coach Coastal Carolina. Um, you know, he's going on to Liberty. Uh, which again, fun fun move there, by the yeah. way. Uh, but and I'm sure there's others I'm not thinking of right now. I don't think Lincoln Riley would have hung around <laughs> uh, when he was back moving to USC. So recently, Deion Sanders has been the lone exception. Right. So and yeah, I'm gonna say even you know if, if you want to go to the, to the level like if you want to take it to you know around the SEC, Lane Kiffin was the offensive coordinator at Alabama, accepted the job at Florida Atlantic, did not coach the national championship game, went to they, – they were he was relieved. Uh, he left. Steve Sarkeesian came in and coached the national championship game in offense. Then, when he got hired by Ole Miss from FAU, from FAU to Ole Miss, he did coach the conference championship game but did not the bowl game and went straight to Ole Miss. So, again, I mean, you, you've got to focus on recruiting. It doesn't say really anything about um, – you know, a, a person for not coaching the team. In fact, Hugh Freeze has been as complimentary of Liberty, uh, and I remember to a fault uh, last year uh, of the people at Liberty and that sort of thing. He clearly valued Liberty. If there's any question about that, is very thankful for them for giving him an, an opportunity after Ole Miss. And, and so there's there's no doubting he appreciates Liberty. But at the same time, I mean, you see all this momentum. He's going, you, you know, and also, by the way, for Hugh Freeze in particular, uh, I don't think the players wanted him around, by the way, for the last game. I mean, judging how they played against New Mexico State in the final game when they clearly didn't give a crap about that game because the Hugh Freeze rumors were, were going around towards Auburn, I don't think they would have wanted him around, period. Uh, so... 
that's you know it really is shouldn't be a big big deal that that he's not coaching the bowl game and they do play tonight and i mean in this day and age college football there's going to be so many weird things and so many different things that that change i mean got to get used to it the fact that grace mccall is going to play for coastal even though he's in the portal is incredibly weird very strange that's very abnormal and and yeah we will see uh, what signing day looks like for Auburn. We're expecting a lot of big-time uh, commitments and signees tomorrow. Uh, we know Keltrick Falk is a flip candidate, potentially. Had been with Auburn, then with Florida State. Maybe back to Auburn. Who knows? Uh, we're going to follow James Smith and Quay Russell tomorrow here. Several guys that we're going to be keeping an eye out for when it comes to National Signing Day tomorrow. And I think Ryan made a good point earlier in the program. Tomorrow's show, we're going to list off every single name that you need to know every single name uh, that signs with Auburn football but if you go back to what four seasons that'd be a fascinating project that we're going to do in just a little bit we're going to go through every single name from four seasons ago how many of them have actually made an impact on Auburn football you just never know these things when it comes to uh, potential and signees and that sort of thing and it's a big gamble that Auburn sets to take with signing day on the horizon tomorrow. First break in the final hour of the program is up right now. You're listening to Sports Call, Tiger 95.9 FM. All of the biggest names in the sports world want to be on Sports Call. We are very excited to be joined by ESPN's Adam Amin. Bring on a very special guest, a good friend of the program, a former host of this very show, and the current voice of the Auburn Tigers, the one and only Andy Burcham. We get the opportunity to welcome in Mr. Phil Steele into our program. Be sure to listen to our conversations with athletes, coaches, and media personalities on the Sports Call podcast. This is Andy Burcham, voice of the Auburn Tigers, and you're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Here we are back on Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. My name is JJ Jackson. His name is Ryan LaVoy, his name is Brant Daughtry, and his name is Brooks Childress, as I point to them in our studio that you cannot see, so that's fun. Fourth wall breaking. Um, signing day is tomorrow, so let's go back. Signing day, 2019, four seasons ago. We'll have a bigger discussion at the end uh, with kind of our takeaways from all of this, this, that, and the third. I want to do this, though, Okay. We're going to play cash or pass. Okay. Okay. I'm going to give you the player, <laughs> and you're going to say cash or pass. Pass. Oh, That's just, it. Just, ca- just, okay. just if, if they are, are Is this to insinuate if- that we would offer him an NIL deal? We could say that. <laughs> okay. We could make that these reference. Cash or pass. Some of these players I'm looking at are still in college. Right. We're going to mention that. Cash or pass. Okay, as we go back and look at the 2019 signing class for the Auburn Tigers. Owen Papo. Cash. Yeah. Absolute cash. Throw the bag at him. Cash. Brooks? Come on, Brooks. Uh, Cash. Okay. 
Why? Why did you hesitate? I was just trying to build the drama. Quarterback Bo Nix, Pinson Valley. Cash, 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 absolute cash. cash. Heisman, him. He's coming back next year. I cash, think he's going to yeah. be in New York. Running back DJ Williams, Sebring, Florida. Oh, oh that's an interesting one because he was good while he was here, but he, I guess, he just kind of got passed up for Tank at some point. Pass. Was committed Cash. to Appalachian State to take people back to signing day he, 2019. He wore number three, right? He, he could did. play for me. He and could he, play for me. He, I, I'd take DJ Williams. He went to uh, to Auburn from Appalachian State uh, High School, okay? And then, he, then he went to – he's since been at Florida State and Arizona this past year. Running back, Mark Anthony Richards. Cash or pass? Wellington, Florida. Pass. Isn't he a slot receiver at UCF now? No. He was no, a, is he straight he up number three back? Okay. <sighs> Pass. Although I the thing is UCF's running backs are really good, and that's why it doesn't play, but ah, I still go pass. Uh grad transfer, Arizona State H back, JJ Wilson. Brooks, were you getting cash or pass Mark Anthony Richards? I forgot about JJ Wilson. I'm sorry, Brooks. Yeah, well, I'm gonna pass, okay. I guess. Will you start with JJ Wilson? Yeah. Pass. As a fellow JJ, I, he's an automatic pass for me. You mean with cash? all due no pass? Oh, uh, because there can only be one. No, he spelled it J A Y J A Y. Oh yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't get behind that. He uh, he was brought in to play H back, right? And then like they wanted to move him to slot receiver, and he caught like one pass all year, right? No, he caught uh in nineteen. He was fourteen receptions, one hundred thirty three yards, and Did a touchdown. He? Okay. I have no still memory. I, I remember him catching yeah. one pass, but still yeah, I'm pass. gonna still I'm gonna pass. Still pass. I'm okay. gonna pass on JJ. So we've got th- just two casts right now, right? Owen Papo and Bo Nix. Two, two out of five. Yeah. Uh, Javarius Johnson, cash or pass? Cash. Cash. I think he's the best cash. receiver cash. on campus right cash. now. You're going cash. Cash. Jay Sean Sheffield from St. Simons Island. Uh, talented athlete. I I was actually doing play by play for uh, his last high school game. He did. He and uh, Zion or not Zion Puckett, but uh, Jalen Simpson were on the same high school team, and they won the state championship their senior year. Uh, I'm gonna pass because he couldn't stay out of trouble, and that's why he's not on Auburn and it's on Auburn's football team anymore. Makes sense, Brooks. Pass. Pass. Okay. Uh, Tyler Fromm. Cash. Warner Robins, Georgia. Cash money. Four seven eight, baby. From your neck of the woods. He's a, he's a good he's a good blocker. He's a decent receiver. He's not a great football player, but automatic take him. automatic cash. I was say, I, I, automatic cash. I watched Brooks? it. I watched him in high school. He's pretty he's pretty dang good. I, I you know it, what did you say four seven what four seven eight yeah four seven eight is not the same ring as two five one so pass yeah well we're better at <laughs> football no 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 um Luke Deal Greenwood South Carolina cash. Dude can freaking block. I love Luke Deal. He does. He doesn't make a lot of flashy plays, but he is an incredible sixth offensive lineman. Uh, nah, still passing. Yeah, same pass. Okay, uh, let's go to Marcus, Texas, uh, where Auburn on signing day in 2019 was able to flip Justin Osborne from TCU. Pass. Never played. Never played at all. Where is he now? Couldn't tell. What you. is his story? Uh, SMU. I just ah. found him. Uh, the twenty twenty. He's on the twenty twenty two FSU roster. Okay. Is he uh, starting? That's a, I. I can't find any stats on him, so probably not. He's an offensive lineman. It's tough to find stats. Uh, pass. Pass. Okay. Keandre Jones, Hogan'sville, Georgia. Today, notable, committed to Florida State. Will be using another year of eligibility uh, and playing for the Seminoles. But cash or pass with Keandre Jones, a two year starter for the Tigers. 
Cash, I, I think uh, the last time Auburn went to the SEC championship, he was Auburn's best offensive lineman. Became a starter halfway through the season. Cash. Was, has uh, not really recreated that success since, but I still think he's pretty good, and I'm excited to see what he does. DeAndre yeah, Jones, high school teammates with Tank Bigsby. The fact that he went from Auburn to and an transferred, and he's now at another high-profile Division One school, I'm going to say uh, Cash. Okay. Um, Moultrie, Georgia. Kamar Bell, offensive lineman. Also from Colquitt County High School. Uh, never played at Auburn, so pass. I don't know where he is now, but he has transferred away. Uh, pass. Yeah, pass. Okay. Defensive end, Colby Wood in Lawrenceville, Georgia. He's at a FAU, by the way. Come FAU, on, okay. We're going to cash Colby Wood in, I would imagine. Big, yes. big time cash. Yeah. Yes. I like that guy. Yep. Fun football player. Um, Jaron Handy, Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Cash or pass? Stone, going to pass. Yeah, I liked him as a recruit at the time, but, I mean, sometimes it just it just doesn't work out. Um, so I'll have to get a pass. Um, I'm sorry, he's he at now. He, he's at uh, he's currently a, it's uh, ESPN's website as him as a Charlotte 49er, but he must he must have just gotten there, but did not register a stat this year with them because okay. he went from Auburn to Indiana, and now it's on ESPN as a Charlotte 49er pass. Okay, uh, Louisville, Mississippi defensive end Charles Moore. Uh, pass. pass, yeah, yeah, same. Pretty quick. Was um, the uh, according to two four seven the third highest ranked recruit in this class? Currently a member of the Marshall Thundering Herd. Gulfport, Mississippi. Heck yeah. Derek Hall. Cash. 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 Big time cash. Cash. Double cash. Okay. Triple. Quadruple. Linebacker slash H-back Cameron Brown, Sugar Hill, Georgia. No, unless Younger you, brother got, unless of Derek you get Brown. his big brother with to say he he got an, he got a scholarship to Auburn so that he could play with his older brother for one year and for that reason he is cash. Uh, Octavius Brothers, Rockledge, Georgia, Florida. I don't know that you said anything about Cameron Brown, so I'll let you say something about OC Brothers. Okay. Um, where did, is he still here? He was originally committed now. to he, UCF, oh, and on Purdue. signing day he flipped to now, yeah. uh, he flipped on signing day to Auburn. But you're saying he's now at he's at Purdue. Purdue. He had uh, 36 tackles this year, 27 solo, uh, one sack. Uh, cash. Okay. I like what he's done at Purdue. Couple more. I'll, I'll pass on OC. Uh, I'll pass. Okay. I I'm in. I don't know. He's an like, edge what am with I one sack. Where am I? Am I at Auburn? Am I recruiting at Auburn? Yeah. Yeah. You're recruiting at Auburn. Pass. He was yeah, a three pass. star. The point is, we've only had like five cash. That's right. right. Yeah. And less than that, unanimous, I think. I think someone, like I've said cash on someone, and then nobody else has said it. Or like there's there's only been like five you unanimous. said on OC Brothers. Okay. Zion Puckett. Cash or pass? Cash. Pretty good safety. Cash. Yeah. Okay. Cameron Kelly. Chesapeake, Virginia. Are we talking about Auburn success? Cause I would, would say so, It would yes. definitely be pass because he transferred immediately. Now he's. I liked him at North Carolina. That's right. He did like sign and enter the portal like three months yeah. later before the portal yeah. was a I thing. Mean, he Pretty quick. Could not have done less. Was, didn't he have a, like a sick family yes. member? Yes. Yeah. Yep. And Chapel Hill, North Carolina, is much closer to Chesapeake, Virginia than Auburn, Alabama would be. Yep. 
I know geography. Like yeah. I'm just. Yep. I mean, See, I'm I don't. Going, I had to I'm think going about to it for proudly a tout that yeah. that I know yeah. Chapel Hill is closer. I don't, I don't think anybody to Chesapeake, Virginia, than Auburn. In the Alabama. northern half yeah. of North Carolina, which if you go north of North Carolina, you run into the state of Virginia. Yep. Heck yeah. <laughs> uh, Jalen Simpson, St. Simon's Island. Cash uh, or pass? Cash. cash. Uh, and then finally, Nehemiah. Nehemiah. Nehemiah Pritchett. Cash. Jackson, Alabama. Cash. 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 Pretty good. Look at that. Cash was at the end then. What? Solid. Was it eight unanimous? I would say eight. Yeah. Yeah. And then. Couple Brooks and Brant couple had a couple disputed. caches that I would have cashed on Cameron Kelly because I would have taken the North Carolina stats. But if right, I just don't, I mean, a, he's been yeah. pretty good at North Carolina. Yeah, I mean, I I think that's why I asked if the point of the exercise was purely Auburn late because then again, OC brothers like I'd consider him. I'd be that's why I was wishy washy. But at Auburn's, it's decidedly a pass. True. But overall, you know, you could talk yourself into cash if he's a starter at Purdue and they went to the Big Ten championship game, but. Um, for his Auburn tenure, it did not work out for Auburn. True. We are hopeful that Auburn's going to have a lot of caches <laughs> after the 2022 <laughs> signing day tomorrow. I, I thought you were going to say we were hopeful that it will work out with those Steve brothers. I'm like, that's not how that works. <laughs> well, let me tell you something. <laughs> uh. And it's also it's going to confuse me, okay, because like signing day tomorrow – Yes. And I'm just not smart. So that's why it confuses me. Uh, but I do know geography. Yeah. Um, signing day tomorrow is in 2022. Yes. But However, it's, it's a 23 these year. are high school graduates for 2023. Yes. So don't let that confuse you like it might confuse me from time to time. That so one I'm go. still good on because, I mean, they never play until 2023. Yeah. You know, I mean, Even if they you get on campus early, it's still spring of 2023 right. is when you're starting your football activities. So I'm, I'm, I'm keeping those ducks around. I, I get you, though, because the, the 2023 National Championship is played, you know, and all that one that's played in January for the 22 season, but then they call it the 20, you know, that's that stuff. I get it. I get it. You get what I'm saying, man? I get it. Hey, let's take our uh, next time out here on Sports Call today, winding down on a Tuesday. WTGZ, Tiger 95.9 FM. Follow us on Tweeters. Follow our Sports Call host, J.J. Jackson, on Twitter by searching at underscore J.J. underscore Jackson underscore. And follow the show on Twitter by searching at Sports Call AU. Hashtag, is that two words? Want more Sports Call? Check us out online at sportscallauburn.com. Back on Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. I'm JJ. Brooks is here. Yep. Brant's here. Woo! Ryan's here. Big basketball game in Winston-Salem has begun. <laughs> Tyrese Proctor just missed a three. It's 4-4, three minutes in. Demon Deacons, Demon Deacons. Blue It did devils. make the TV Blue guide because devils. it's already on. So. Right. That's right. And it's probably on like ACC Network, too. And it, it is. It is. Yeah, no one cares about the mm. ACC it Network. Is. unless hey. no, uh, hey. Let me finish. Okay. Unless the University of National Champions are go. playing. All right. All is well in the world. Or Georgia Tech. 
because together we swarm. Go Jackets. Sure. You having a good day, Brooks? Yeah. Mark Mitchell turnover. Or if our friend Wes Durham's calling a game on that uh, that that uh, that beautiful channel. How good of a day are you having, Brooks? Uh, a, a really good right now since it's what six to four. Wake Forest. Jeez. <laughs> Not fun. All right, let's, let's do birthdays. It's time for today's birthdays and sports. Uh, birthdays and sports. Yeah, we haven't got here yet, but here we are now. Uh, birthdays and sports brought to you by Max Credit Union. Let's give a one-word review. Not one word. Just wow. one quick phrase review of these athletes. I've got celebrating their birthdays say spicy today. Spicy for everyone. I, just, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I did not want. I did not want there to be a name where I would hear like a who. You know, that, <laughs> at least that's not very Snoop Dogg. Who? <laughs> birthdays in sports. Turning twenty-five. C.J. Gardner Johnson. Oh, what a piece of. <laughs> I'll finish the sentence. <laughs> Safety for the Eagles. He said he just needed a friend. Used to play for the Saints. Played college football at Florida. Let's go Gators. Chomp. You guys like him? He's a no. good player. He's a good player. I'm glad he's not with the Saints. Talks anymore. a lot of trash. Um, how about a retired NFL safety turning 35, Malcolm Jenkins? He also good? played for the Saints. What is And this? he also played for the Eagles. Uh. And he's a two-time Super Bowl champion. And he played college football at Ohio State. Three-time Pro Bowler. Go Bucks. 13-year NFL career. Malcolm Go Jenkins. Brooks. You're supposed to just say a phrase. the. Oh, no, no. Sorry. He's supposed to say the, but then be like the oh, yeah. Ohio State. The. Me. Uh, um, next. Turn into Ohio State tried old. to like, like copyright the. Yeah. That was stupid. A word that you use in a lot of sentences that has nothing to do with that program at all. I feel like I'm being ignored. Uh, birthdays in sports brought to you by Max Credit Union. Brooks, I'm excited about tomorrow's show. Many Tom different Peavy's banking locations. Uh, two in the show. area. You know what's great about birthdays? One in Auburn on Gay Street, one in a black on Frederick Road. I, birthdays I bet you there's sports. a couple of Wake Forest fans that would love a great birthday present right now. Jeez. Um, turning 28 <laughs> years old, Calvin Ridley. Yeah. Nothing. All right. Calvin Ridley. Uh, I, I ran a draft the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> Uh, played high school football in Florida. I'm glad I don't have to root for Bama players anymore. Two-time no Falcons. national champion at Alabama. Eh. Taken by the Falcons in the 2019 NFL Draft. Talented football player. Turning good, 25. Good football player makes poor decisions. I'd bet, bet my reputation on that. He's a good football player. <laughs> McDonald's All-American played college basketball at Kentucky. Point Cats. guard for the Sacramento Kings. De'Aaron Fox. De'Aaron Fox. Turning 25. Quick switch. Super athlete. Should have played at Marist. Left-handed. Wake Forest up two at the first media timeout. Demon. Deacons. Oh, wow. Kentucky uh, Kentucky player, big brand. Um, David Wright turns 40 years oh. old today. Former third baseman for the New York Mets. Ew. Just hit 296 in a sweep. He grew up in Virginia. He committed to play baseball where? Where all the greats do. Georgia Tech. Uh, but he skipped college and went directly to the Mets. A 14-year career, two-time Silver Slugger, two-time Gold Glover, seven-time All-Star. David Met. David, David, David Met. That's the son of Mr. and Mrs. Met. It's David. <laughs> I, David. I didn't know those monstrosities could reproduce. Or, or is that Mr. Met's actual first name is David? <laughs> you see, well, well. David Met. <laughs> The thing about David Wright is... <laughs> David, David, David Wright. Met. I'm so sorry. I, I did really say David Met. Yeah, 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 absolutely. That's awful. Um, David Wright. So, JJ Sports Call. The, 
David Wright for me with the Mets um, always felt like if they did the captain thing, kind of like the Yankees did, that David Wright would have been the Mets I, captain. I was gonna, I was gonna say, like to JJ's point, you could have called him Mister Met because he was like, like yeah, he was like he was the guy. Like he only played for them. Years, yeah. I mean, it was Their just like baseballs. you knew he was going to hit. You knew he was going to kind of lead that team. His and, entire 14-year um, professional career with the Mets. Unfortunately, you knew he was also going to hit. years old today. You also knew he was going to hit against the Braves, too. Yep. He loved to hit against loved the Braves. Loved a nice right field double. Yeah. Loved it. Oppo Taco. It was like, it was it was the Mets' answer when they played to Chipper Jones, because Chipper Jones could hit the Mets, and David Wright could hit the Braves, and so it was just like, alright, who's going to score more, who's going to have more RBIs in this game? That's who's going to win. That was more than a few phrases. I'm sorry, JJ. Alright, let's keep the phrases going, though. Turning 41, also in the baseball world, a player that Ryan has not thought of in quite some time. Ooh. Hopefully it's Andres Galarraga. No, he's the <laughs> uh, turning 41, James Shields. Big game James, except he had like a big, big A ERA at the end of his career. Uh, he finished his career with 145 wins and a 4.01 ERA. Well, I'm, I'm just saying like the last two or three years, he had like a six ERA, but everyone kept tra- trotting what? him out there. It was One like, time remember when he was good five years ago? Did he play for the Rays for a little bit? Yeah, that was he when did. he was his best. Yeah, that's when I yeah. remember him. He was the Ray. I, feel like I've got a, a James I think Shields he was on that card. world that first World Series team that had rookie David Price, had Evan Longoria oh, at gosh. third, Carl Crawford. Yeah, some good teams. Uh, and then finally, one birthday to go. We mentioned this a little bit earlier. Turning 24 years old, Kylian Mbappe. Mbappe. Very, very good. Goat in waiting. Mm. That's a phrase. Messi mm. became goat, and I not- saw Mbappe. And I just thought, go and waiting, because we've been so Ronaldo-Messi based for 15 years. Someone's got to be the next leader he's, of that regime. Yeah, he's the challenger to the throne, for sure. And he's he, he's already got a uh, World Cup under his belt, he does. too. They he does. Just, 20. He's, he's just got to keep... 19. I think if he... Have they, they haven't won. No, he, they haven't won the Euros since he's been there. So, like, if they win Euros... No, because Portugal could, won one of those, and yeah. then... Who it was either it Italy or year, England. Or two years ago. It was either Italy or England. I couldn't remember which one. Would England have actually done something in the clutch, though? Uh, like, do we really think they that, did that? What was that, 2021? Not like in the Duke game. Yeah. Let's go. Oh, did Wake take a two-possession lead? Are they getting crazy over there in Winston-Salem? <laughs> Come on, By the way, there's a Wake Forest, North Carolina, and I have no idea that why that's not where Wake Forest it actually is. There is a Wake Forest, North Carolina. And the Italy, school... Italy beat England in that final. Okay, there you ah. go. The school originated... Who's the best Italian player in the world? In Wake Forest, North Carolina. It did? It originated. <laughs> really? And then I don't know what why mean? it moved, but years ago, why? it just moved. Like on its own? <laughs> Like it got up and moved. It's a ghost. It woke it's up. a poltergeist. Tim Duncan was so good that he just <laughs> elevated the building right over across to Winston Salem. Yeah. I don't even know where end. Wake Forest is. Our show is about to end, but we've got you covered on entertainment for the evening. Here's Sports Call's nightly TV guide. All right, it's our nightly TV guide, and it's brought to you by our friends at White Claw Hard Seltzer. Brooks, yeah. What can you tell me about the television guide this evening? Well, I'll give you one movie pick for you this evening. We've given you a lot of Christmas stuff. So I'm going to take a break from the Christmas stuff tonight. 6 o'clock FX, 
Iron Man 3, starring Robert Downey Jr. Great Marvel fix for you if you are uh, looking for something that's not Christmas. But I guess Iron Man 3 did take place at Christmas time, didn't it? So is it a Christmas movie? It's in the winter. I don't know if it's Christmas. I think it's Christmas Eve. Is it? So maybe it is a Christmas movie. Maybe. How about that? Iron Man 3, Christmas movie. Take take it or leave it. You really came up with JJ Sports Call. That was... Wow. David Met. <laughs> that David was Met. good, man. Sports well this done. evening, starting at 6 o'clock on ESPNU. It's some uh, talented high school basketball players going out in the City of Palms tournament. Take a look at that. Uh, 6 o'clock on ESPN Dose. It is the uh, inaugural Jumpman Invitational starting off tonight. The women's teams take on tonight. It's the University of National Champions, North Carolina Tar Heels, taking on the Michigan Wolverines. So that should be a good one to open up that tournament. 6.30 ESPN Liberty takes on Toledo in the Boca Raton Bowl. Uh, NBA basketball for you tonight at 6.30 on TNT. It's the Golden State Warriors heading east to take on the New York Knicks, specifically take on uh, Spike Lee. Basically, he's going to be on the court. And then at 9 o'clock on TNT, the Grizzlies visit the Nuggets. And that is your NBA picks for the evening. On men's college basketball side of things, Seton Hall visits Xavier at 7.30 on FS1. 8 o'clock on ESPN Do. Uh, that's a French for you. Uh, Pittsburgh. Like ESPN 2. Yeah. Shout out you to just, Mbappe. Yeah, talk shout well. out to Mbappe. No, I was going. I would started not to speak Killian. well, and then I turned it into the French saying to honor gotcha, Mbappe's gotcha, birthday. Gotcha, gotcha. Pittsburgh and Syracuse is at eight o'clock tonight on ESPN two, eight thirty on ESPNU. I believe Florida Oklahoma take part in the Jumpman Invitational, and then tonight at nine thirty to cap off your evening on FS one. San Diego visits San Diego State in some college basketball action. That is a look at your nightly TV guide brought to you by our friends over at White Claw Hard Seltzer. Awesome stuff. Ryan, we'll see you soon. Sounds good, man. Brooks? Yeah. As I looked at Brant, Brooks, we'll see you soon. Uh, am I Brooks? But yes. Brant, I'll see you soon as well. Yes, you will. Dansby Swanson is not Freddie Freeman. Let's stop comparing the two. There you go. Uh, that's going to do it for today's show. We never got back to that. We didn't. We never did, uh, but that's okay. We'll have more <laughs> things to discuss on tomorrow's program. That's what that means. Uh, thanks again to Justin Ferguson for stopping by. For Brooks Monroe Childress, Brant Calvin Daughtry, Ryan Scott Lavoy. My name is Joshua Lyndon Jackson. Thank you and good day. <laughs>